0: And now, live from the grand ballroom of the Easy Times Brewing Company in Brisbane, Australia, it's the Gab's Hottest 100 Countdown. Here's your host, Pete Mitchum. Oh, thank you very much Edward. Uh, g'day beer lovers and welcome to the Radio Brews News live countdown of the Gab's hottest 100 Australian craft beers of 2020. I'm your host Pete Mitcham and thanks to our very good friends at Cryer Malt. It is my pleasure to welcome live from our remote state-of-the-art broadcast facility at Easy Times Brewing Co in sunny downtown and not completely locked down Brisbane, Matt Kierkegaard. G'day Matt. G'day Pete, how are you mate? I'm very well, thank you. And joining us for the very first time in her new role as uh, Stats and Special Comments, it's Claire <laughs> Boom Boom Burnett. G'day, Claire.
1: All right, P. Well, oh, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but
2: can I just say thank you to our sponsors for allowing us to get that full 100 piece, piece orchestra in easy times? Um, <laughs> the
0: I can't believe, I, I'm glad you booked the ballroom, Matt, and not just that uh, small little upstairs bit overlooking the uh, brewery floor that was uh, that was tricky. Now, we should just point out uh, thanks to the um, the Queen of Queensland, uh, Gladys Berry's. Is better in Cairns, I was uh, unable to obtain a working visa, uh, so I'll be um, getting on the beers down here in the glorious uh, People's Republic of Danganistan, but I'm sure that um, <laughs> with the blessings of the NBN gods and the deaf skill of our online guru, John Garner, uh, we can bring you, uh, all our listeners, a seamless three, count them, three hours of colour and movement as we reveal the Gab's Hottest 100 for 2020, which, as we've discussed on more than one occasion, uh, Matt, uh, a little bit of a shit show. But it's yeah. uh, it's nice to be uh, coming through with a bit of celebratory tone. So now, guys, uh, we're looking forward to a, a very pleasant distraction from the, uh, the new normal. Um, and will we see a
2: new champion crowned in uh, just on two hours' time? Mate, I'll tell you what, the way things are shaping up, huge uh, ups and downs uh, this year in terms of new entrants, people that might mm. be a little bit of a surprise. Have you seen any that have really dropped? Um,
1: do you know what? I don't know. It's, I can't believe this is my first comment. But I saw that Furphy had dropped 60 spots. That yep. was a lot. And I mean, does that mean something about us buying local? Does that mean something about how we feel about multinationals? Well, like, th- I'm not sure.
2: But that's where what is local. Because, mm. you know, I, I wonder whether, you know, Furphy is a... Big beer, like it's, it's got all of that outreach, but it steps right outside of that passionate uh, craft beer drinker mm-hmm. who. It's
1: becoming more mainstream, basically.
2: Well, it, it, it always was mainstream, I think. But um, oh,
1: but as in like. Craft but the sort of people that drink, drink it. it, yeah, like yeah. it's a
2: 20 something million litre um, brand, mm-hmm. um, but the people who are you know drinking it aren't exactly the sort to get caught up in the Hottest 100 voting. Yeah, um, and actually, and, and the other thing and something that we'll be able to, we'll have to sort of uh, talk about is, you know, the metric because there has been so much social media chatter. Um, breweries have really, really, really been pushing their um, brands mm-hmm. and, when, when you see brands like uh, Furphy go down, um, it's a big brand. Probably yep. not the sort of people who, not the, the sort of drinkers who would be highly engaged yet in the hottest one hundred um, countdown. But I'm, I've really seen that the brands that are uh, going very hard on marketing and social media and really driving people to support the hottest one hundred mm-hmm. seem to be getting um, a, a pretty good result. I've just yeah, seen no, definitely.
1: The, I've just seen the Tento's pipeline. That's gone up quite a lot. Um, and Queensland. Yeah. How well is Queensland yeah, doing? Yeah, let's have a look. Um,
2: yeah, Tento's... The
1: Sunshine Coast were going hard, weren't you know, they? The breweries they there.
2: Pushing it very, very hard. And <laughs> I think, uh, you know, the, the Your Mates effect, where, yeah. you know, Your Mates, one brewery in a small location, mm. doing really, really well. I know that that has got the breweries in... Um, on the the Sunshine Coast, very, very competitive, and also driving a bit of competition Mm -hmm. elsewhere in Queensland. And so they have been incredibly, incredibly active. Because Queensland
1: was one of the best, well, the best performing state technically last year. 12 beers, uh, 29 beers from 12 breweries, um, and that was the top. New South Wales came in 25 beers from 12 breweries. Um, So we wonder if Queensland can keep its top spot. Be
0: Do you think this year out? will be the one where we really see the the fruits of, of effort? So the um, the results are reflected in the I guess the amount of promotion and uh, pushing that the in, on social media.
2: Well, I mean, as, as we discussed um, in the last episode, there has been a fair bit of finger pointing at people going too far um, with the uh, with, with the voting mm-hmm. um, in in terms of actively in, not just prompting people to vote mm-hmm. but incentivising them to vote. Yeah,
1: which um, is obviously not allowed. Well it's not allowed
2: but again and we'll, we'll be speaking to Mike at the very end mm-hmm. um, to find out you know, whether it was an issue whether they had many reports and what they did about it. Um, but you know, it would be a shame if that arms race I, I, I think the bigger brands lose um, bragging rights from something if, if it does come down to well we're bigger um, and with bigger marketing budgets mm-hmm. um, or, you know, uh, some brands. But anyway, you know, it, 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 it's interesting to see some of the results mm-hmm. that are coming through. Great to
0: see filter at number 21 because I've, I I must admit, not that it had fallen off the radar, but I, I personally, I, I think with the opening the new venue yeah. and obviously, you know, COVID didn't it, it probably diluted the, the effect of that a little bit. But to me, I didn't. See quite as much um, chatter yeah. from from filter, and it was only in the last couple of days where I saw people uh, shit canning their, um, their, their their kind of bogan retro uh, can design. <laughs> I love uh, it. <laughs> Oh, I'll never t- and yeah. Claire, I don't know if this this might be lost on you, but um, Sam Fuss and I at, um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Gab's Craft um, College, the original and the best. I'm um, <laughs> not calling take it that. the original Pacific Ale Craft um, <laughs> College, was um, that the that, that can design reminded me of a packet of Winnie Blues tucked under the shirt of an ACDC um, T-shirt. A concert. team. <laughs> yeah. that oh, might be lost on Claire that particular reference, but I'm sure they've got a Chav equivalent. But that, but that was yeah, very sure. much what they were what they were aiming at. So for me, it's great to see that because the one thing that's really pleased me as a as a, 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 a I'd like yeah. to call myself a long time friend of Sam. Um, sorry, Pete,
2: eleven to twenty are out. Oh, um, just to sorry, and we'll, we'll come no back to on. that thought. Uh, so Kaiju Crush popped out of
1: the top ten. Oh no,
2: Feral Biggie Juice. So you know, Feral. It, Another look, one. It, it, it's nice to see. Uh, Actually... Cultural appropriation. Well, no. Well, we'll, we'll, that that's, that's sort of thing is a discussion for other podcasts, as we know. Um, but, you know, it, to, to me it shows that Feral still has a lot of love and a lot of respect in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, and let's face it, um, yep. so is Bolter. You know, there are a number of bre- And it, actually in this one, Four Pines has a, um, yeah, has a, a, a beer as well. But I, I, I think what the Feral Biggie Juice versus the Feral Hop Hog um, which was the you know three-time winner, and just you know getting its toes into the into the hottest 100 this year just shows how much the market is you know is evolving and you know that there is a change of tastes and you know obviously do you reckon it's, do you reckon a beer like Hop Hog
0: or um, Little Creatures Pale Ale are getting a bit of a smack from the uh, I guess the fans or is it more that there are just other beers, there's so many other beers to choose from that the love gets shared.
2: Mate, it's not too big of a smack um, for Feral if they're coming in at number 12. You know, if you've got a beer, it, 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 if, if you're a brand that loses that indie cool, um, but still are getting, uh, and, and, and I mean, th- there've barely been any WA breweries at all. And when you look at some of the great breweries that are creating a lot of noise and a lot of excitement.
0: Where, where's Beer Farm? Where's
1: Beer Farm? Yeah, yeah. Beer WA. yeah.
0: Nowhere, man. Exactly. But I would, yeah. yeah. Those ones so surprise me, but but as I say, I'd be, I'll be keen to see the the uh, two hundred to three hundred, which for me I think is often uh, tells us more about where we are as the craft beer bubble versus mm. where we're moving to, which I think the hottest one hundred um, more closely reflects now. And it's and it's interesting that it's a, it's a very organic. Uh, thing and, and and that's why my personal hope is that we can get it together either as the industry or as the organisers to to kind of just bring things back in a little bit because I, I think I, I like the way that it's organic I like the way that it's it's moving with the market but I think there's I don't want to use the word manipulation but I think it's being manipulated
2: a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I use it uh, anyway. Um, it rhymes with manipulation. Um, mm. Well, yeah, but, and, and it absolutely is. And, the, the the chat room have made a point that um where are we? Uh, that Ben Spoke, um mm. seems to be doing very, very well. And you know, look i am not not saying it's manipulated, but certainly there has been a presidential campaign run by Ben Spoke. Um, for its beers. You know, it, 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 it's not a local council election where you're just sort of getting out at streetlights, you know, shaking hands. Um, it's, it's actually been, you know, flags and bunting and I've seen it come up in my Facebook group and you know, almost vote for us or, you know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll do something <laughs> else with our brewery. Um. <laughs> but, mate, you can only
0: be the bridesmaid so many times before you just go, oh, come on.
2: Actually, but let's let's uh, put it to the man himself because uh, there, there was a lot of um, interest. So uh, where, where's my list, uh, John? Um, Richard Watkins. Actually, no, we, we've got a bit of time. So uh, don't,
0: don't, we, don't we speak to Richard when he wants to speak to us? Well, that's though, what I said.
2: <laughs> yeah, last year when we tried to when we uh, him in, he didn't have and his. You know, th- Richard. Love you. Yeah, no, number one beer. Um, so he was waiting on that. Um, so this year I was just I said, look. You tell us when. And he nominated three thirty daylight time, uh, two thirty our time. So in ten minutes we'll speak to Richard, just as we uh, crack the top ten um, and 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 see. But he did say he did say that he'll speak to us then and then depending on how things pan out he might come back to us afterwards. That, <laughs> depending that, on that how was, things that pan out that was <laughs> without
0: prompting. So well, and, th- and that, that brings me to my next point, which is it does the upper echelon, does the top 10, top 15 or so, uh, does it really belong to, I guess, an established group who have just not necessarily captured lightning in a bottle, but who certainly have a great mix of you know, your formula which is hopefully about to be expanded on because I want to see brackets with a circle in it to say inside the bubble versus outside the bubble and all that sort of thing as well as the hype and reach and distribution but I still think there are just a a handful of breweries out of the 700 that we that we have access to who just I don't know who can just do it who just have that X Factor.
2: And that's the thing, Pete. And, and Justin Taylor in the uh, chat room said, it's the hottest 100. Surely that doesn't exclude campaigning to create the heat. And, you know, bang on. I am absolutely uh, agree nice, with that. On. And really know, well put. So, Which is a complete opposite of, uh, it's just a popularity contest. So kudos. <laughs> kudos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I haven't seen that and yet. Did, did somebody say that? No, not yet. Not yet. No, oh, no. So I haven't been able to tick a box yet. Just um, tick <laughs> one but, okay, so looking at, uh, it used to be distribution, Um, by Hype Squared so you could have a big beer but you can't take out um, or plus Hype Squared Uh, you you can have a big beer that's widely distributed but that only gets you so far because you also need some reason for a a well distributed beer is going to be reaching a whole lot of people that are outside the bubble and probably don't even know that the Hottest 100 relates to beer and not music Um, and so you need that hype or that craft beer interest um, but this year, I'm, I, I am going to sort of say it's uh, distribution plus open brackets hype <laughs> plus marketing budget squared, um, because <laughs> no, you've, you've got have no the oh bubble load. Oh no, this, I, the bubble's still got to come into it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm separating brackets out. Bubble. Okay, I'm, I'm separating out um, because would you agree? Well, my point from is marketing.
0: Yeah, but do you think, though, that still within the, the, those of us who are, who are really like 100% engaged, there is more uh, pull than there is with the guys who are popping into Uncle Dan's or wherever it might be and, and seeing signs to, to vote and, and perhaps getting involved in it, but I think the bubble still has a lot to do with you know, how the pointy end uh, influences the, the result.
2: Okay, um, what, was the, what was the final count for the US election? Um, you know, was it what fifty percent of the population voted this year, and they had a record? Oh, not even
0: more more people every presidential election vote in um, America's Got Talent or America, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: and they do in presidential so elections. And that's what I'm saying. And craft beer is still. You know there is a bubble of people hopefully a expanding bubble and hopefully hottest 100 brings that in mm-hmm. um, but you know like uh, one of the points uh, in the chat room has there been a range beer in the countdown yet and I don't recall seeing one
0: I haven't seen one um,
2: but that's and, and so so that's what I'm um, saying is that you know there are very yeah. that they're not very well distributed. They are hyped. They've got this. They've got their own little, very strong community. But I haven't seen. I, I don't recall seeing them even sort of no, name checking the hottest one hundred in in any of their social media. Mm. And, and will we see on that?
0: Off the back of that, will we see fifteen range beers in the two hundred to three hundred because they brew so many different beers? So is it easier to for a, for a, a brewery like and I'll use Kaiju as an example where Crush is. Not, you know eighty five percent of their of their volume, it's really easy. And then their other beers are very much pointy end beers, Cthulhu to the Moon, and, and those sorts of uh, you know the Behemoth and all that sort of thing are really edgy beers. Um, whereas Kaiju Crush can really, uh, I guess, galvanise lots of oats easily, more and easily and, than.
2: Yep, and oh, sorry, just going to say Climp Donohue uh, Donohoe um, in, in the chat room pointed out no core range, no chance. Um, and that's the thing. You know, like they they never make the same beer twice. So Yeah, yeah. Didn't well, had, well, well, you could pretty much, well, you could pretty much enter um, them, you know, sort of them yeah. as, as a brand mm. with, you know, just hashtag whatever fruit, you know. <laughs> now, um,
0: is there a, a roughie this year? Is there a, as One Mile um, from Darwin did in 2018? In and again, I'm probably going to call Claire out on this. She probably won't get this one. But for me... <laughs> Uh, anyone who doesn't vote for this beer is a bum. What, Hawk's beer? Where's where's that come from? Now I know that they're all in the bottom half of the of the count, but geez, there was a lot of them. I, I thought they did a lager and a pale ale. I, so for me, and I consider myself finger on the pulse kind of guy in this in this caper, I didn't know that they had uh, that many beers.
2: Yeah, look, they uh, they. They've got a couple, and they, they're they very well-made. They Don't forget they won a trophy at the AOBAs two years ago. Oh, Justin,
0: Justin Fox is behind the, the beer, so there's, yeah. I don't have an issue at all with the quality of the beers. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I get around a little bit. I've never seen I, – I, apart from the Hawks Lager at, mm. at my – and I've got three local Uncle Dan's within about the same distance yep. from my place, mm-hmm. haven't seen them, no, haven't seen well, any. But,
2: that, but, you know, that, that's – so Where the do those boats come one. from? But, they, you know, they're, they're – a, they're a, Brand that doesn't have a brewery yet, they you know announced plans they're going to be doing it. They um, have national distribution, um, as, as far as I understand. They've got very wide distribution, and that's where that metric comes in. You know, if you've got national yeah. distri- distribution, mm-hmm. then you just have to you know pull the levers. They're not going to have a lot of hype. Um, I don't think that, but they do have a marketing budget, as comes with. Brands that start with national distribution, but don't have to invest the two or three mil in, a, you know, in, in, in a brewery to get that national distribution, that money often goes into marketing. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, which is why I wrote an article yesterday about, um, you know, if that's the choice you make,
3: mm-hmm.
2: one of the costs of not having a brewery is maybe having that spelt out on the label. But we—that's okay. for another. We'll we'll, we'll save that uh-huh. for another discussion. <laughs> yes. uh, great to see Pacific Ale at number twenty.
0: Uh, major look. Oh god. You we did. looked. Yeah. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> four pine four pint specific art. Um and I think did I notice uh, I think James Davidson in the um in the chat room made a point that it's interesting that they're not uh, and I don't know whether it's just on the Gabs Festival Facebook page as they update the uh, the results. Uh, you've just got the na the, the brewery, the beer and the state, not uh, there's nothing about sort of style or or where it was last year. I don't know. Is that is that new or
2: is it um, I'm not sure. What was that, Sorry, Peter, was, uh Um Yeah,
1: you're right because the last year's full it year st- list, uh, full list had the style afterwards, and obviously they've yeah, taken it yeah. out of okay. it. Maybe and the only reason
0: list, I say that because uh, like there are some release, some beers yeah. that I'm not familiar with, and I'm going oh, what, oh, oh just out of yeah, interest, yeah. what's st- like what, what what style is, is that? Yeah, I'm just glad that there was not a uh, Pilsner in the top 50. So now I uh-huh, don't have you win a bet. <laughs> take a selfie with a drinking a hazy
2: in the shower. <laughs> <laughs>
1: was that what you would have had to do? Oh
0: my God.
2: Chat- oh, actually, James oh. Davidson, no, it's not often that we agree, but style is dead, he says in the chat room. Um, and uh, chat what room uh, Canberra also says Hawks is quite visible around Canberra. Taps and pack, ah. As you would probably expect. With yeah, the I was going to say. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Now, the, the highest new entrant that I can see, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, and that's why we've got this awesome chat room Capital XPA. Yeah. Looks to be one of the highest new entries um, that I can see.
1: Yep, I agree. Now
2: yeah, that's the,
0: the highest new entry beer, but what's the. Uh, At number 13. Because I did notice um, Cronulla beer, Matt. Had a, uh, <laughs> I
1: was going to try and avoid that
0: one. Was that <laughs> the highest <laughs> well, no, new
2: brewery no. entrant?
0: Um, oh. Wait, who, who's the biggest debut No, No, uh,
2: no. Well, oh, gee, I, I don't have that, but I'm just of. Capital um, is their extra pale is a new entrant. Um, okay. So there are others. Um, is it just
0: me too? Or I've noticed. Debut, so,
2: modus operandi, modus XPA at 23 is mm-hmm. is pretty good as well. Um, okay. But. Uh, hey,
0: import- importantly, too, do we have numbers on
2: um, the number of votes? So, are we, are we up? Well, we'll yeah. speak to Mike. I know that it's yeah. up. Um, and it's up by double digits, a percentage. Oh, wow. um, yeah, not it. not, not, not double, double digits. It's, it's up by 11 votes on last year. <laughs> yeah, 11 people. No, it's up on uh, oh, um, interesting. Luke Phillips. Uh, Beer Farm Royal Hayes was 110 last year. So, um,
1: there you
2: go. Yep. Now, we, we are just about to get uh, Richard Watkins on the phone, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see um, <laughs> you know, w- whether he was in the node that made him, get again, listeners, he chose the time, not us. I'm always <laughs> interested too, Matt, to What's see where,
0: where ever... beers come in, in in groups, in bunches. So you, you see you've got the 13 and 14, capital, capital. Capital, capital,
2: yeah. 16 uh, and
0: 17, black ops, black, black ops. 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 Yeah,
2: that's very 15 true. 15
0: and 19, Ben Spoke, ben Spoke. So I wonder whether, is that, a, is that an indication Actually, that people that's... are voting
2: my number one, one so... two, three, four, five is the same brewery or... Not, and, and not not, not suggesting it, that any of these breweries of did it but if yeah not not suggesting any of these breweries did it, but you know um you know if if you've got brands saying vote one and two um then they are I suspect that they are getting a block um you know i I would wonder if they're getting a block um, that's leading to that ha- you know that happening um, can
0: you just uh, squiggle there on your notes for when we do get Mike on because uh, I know early on the beer number five I think. Uh, sorry, beer number one got five points. Beer number ah, two—that's right, yes. One, or does everything just get a, a a vote? We'll have to
2: ask. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, that's, that's so a very that, So, is point. there? Yeah, do you? The higher you put your beers up, the
2: the I guess the more exponentially um, better chance that they get. And we're just standing by. I think we've got uh, Richard Watkins on the phone. Are you there, Richard?
4: Yes, I am, Matt. How are you going?
2: Good, mate. Good. What's going on? You're obviously calling uh, from the middle of the crowd.
4: <laughs> um, yeah, look, uh, I'll just walk away a little bit. Uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah, I just wanted to see what number ten was, and obviously it was our. uh our oh, bowl is it? Of it driven, is it up? So
2: that's pretty cool. Is it? Oh, so we, we're yeah. a little bit. We're just refreshing now. Oh, there you go. So, when, mate, I, I have to ask. We, we've had distress because every year um, we've been accused of knowing what the the, the numbers are in advance. And uh, so I've let everyone choose their own space or we're going to speak to the top 10 at the end. What made you choose this time? Did you think that you'd be doing so well um, as we've seen?
4: No, I didn't actually. I thought uh, this time might be good. I was pretty hopeful that Crankshaft would um, keep the top 10 spot, which um, let's hope it has. Um, But, uh, yeah, I just thought maybe around now would be a good time to... uh, you know, I thought maybe we'd have something. You know, maybe in the top twenty. So I sort of wanted to get that out of the way, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just thought. Uh,
2: well, there's three in the Yeah, I didn't
4: think we'd have that many, but uh, it's been a, yeah, no, it's been a good day for us. So it's been really good.
2: Mate, talk to me. You've had you know we were just talking off uh, before we got you on that you know the level of push from breweries um you know the jockeying for you know votes has been very very uh you know not aggressive but it's been enthusiastic this year you know is there a lot of pressure um for pride or you know commercially to see your beers do very well because i mean i I certainly was very aware of uh, a lot of facebook posts from Ben spoke this year
4: yeah look I probably disagree with you there i think um i don 't think it's been uh, i think it has been aggressive and i I probably don't agree with it to be honest. I mean we toe the line because that 's what there 's no rules around really what you can do and what you can 't do um, and uh, i I feel like we 're losing a little bit of the hottest one hundred and um, but you know unfortunately we 're all in the game together, so I guess the only way forward and is for some regulation of what should happen and it's probably a. to be honest it's probably it's probably a ban on breweries doing any advertising would be my would be my vote um and really just then try and try and let the beer speak to themselves because otherwise we're going to go down a, we're getting further down a rabbit hole and um and we'll either go two ways we'll either the competition will either cease because it'll just become something people don't want to be a part of or we can really try something now and and regulate it a bit a lot better and, and actually have it as a true representation of the you know the, the, the hottest 100 beers that's my take on it I I mean you, and, and and you're right you, we, it's great to hear that you have seen more from Ben bakers we, we've done a we've done a little bit over the years obviously this year we you know we we have tried a little bit harder I guess um, you know we're only a little brewery we're not we're not anywhere near the, the size of some of the biggest breweries that are in this competition so we've you know, we've got to put our bang of stake in the ground and have a bit of a go, you know, because otherwise we could be left behind by the might of some of the, you know, the bigger breweries that are in this competition. Um, and I feel like we have done more this year and um, maybe we're rooting the results of that. Um, I'm pretty happy with where we've come so far. So that's, you know, could I couldn't imagine that we would have four beers in the top 20, uh, let alone five in the top 32. So, um, but... And, to, yeah, you, you, that,
2: your biggest one from last year yet to show. So, uh, you know, you, you, you're still in the hunt.
4: Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm happy with where we are. It could come, it could come uh, you know, come ninth nice down. I'll be I'll be absolutely wrapped um, with our effort. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't worry me at all, really. Um, I think, um, but I do think we, it, yeah, we, we've got to do something, you know, the organisers, owners of the competition probably need to, Seek a bit of industry advice and, and then make um, make their own decision on what they do next year. But um, I think we've got to bring back the um, integrity of the competition. And I mean, not saying it's still not um, hasn't got some integrity, but but I think um, it'd be nice to to maybe wipe out the re advertising and really just have it as a you know as, as a as a true representation of the hottest one hundred beers.
2: Well, uh, you know, th- these these are always the things that are really, really hard to police. Um, a little bit like beer labelling, for example. Um, <laughs> I should get <laughs> yeah. that one in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I better not get you started on that.
4: But I do agree <laughs> with you, Matt. I, I, I've always been a big supporter of um, people being truthful about um, where their beers made and what they're doing. And I agree, like the, the weak excuse of "Oh, we printed a lot of labels, or we can't do this, we can't do that." That's insignificant costs we're talking about, and and realistically, most breweries haven't printed all those labels, so they should they should have to say where the beer's made. And who cares if it's made? You know, look. To be honest, we we um you know we, we obviously make all our own beer, um and we haven't had to get any outside support. But we've got a pack line expansion on next year, and you know, we we might have to shut our pack line for a little bit, so we might have to get East Coast canning. Come in, or someone like that, and package some of our beer. We haven't really planned or talked about it, so it's, 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 you know it's a first year, right, on Bruce News, but I'm <laughs> talking to you about this. But we're we're did, planning did, did, did well, did
2: and we're exclusive. No one, no one's listening. Yeah. Don't worry, Rich.
4: <laughs> like three we're planning in the chat well here. for it, and we hope we don't have to do that. But ultimately, we will, and if we do, we'll tell people because for me, it's all about being upfront. It's being. Well, we we put our you know we put our our blood, sweat, and tears into making the best we possibly can. Why would we then try and um, you know, I guess, evade the topic of where the beer is brewed or who's done it or whatever it is? You know, like I just feel, feel like um, I'm right on you, right on your side on it.
2: But uh, it, it's funny because the, the the all of the costs involved in putting in a canning line and shutting it down and going, um, you know. If, if you don't have to take on those costs, then maybe you can spend it on marketing, um, you know, and getting your beers into the hottest one hundred, because you don't have to worry about the investment you've made in stainless.
4: Well, that's right. I mean, that's why we've, we 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 sort of upped our campaign a little bit this year, hoping to get um, a little bit better than previous year, because we have got a lot of um, projects on this year, which um, you know we're probably going through the biggest expansion that we'll ever do at Bent and um, you know we've got to uh, we've got to uh, be able to you know. Pay the bills, so um, why wouldn't we try pretty hard and 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 uh, you know try and get the best results we can?
0: Yeah, hey, Richard's prof here, mate. Congratulations on um, barley Griffin, because you, you and I know that that's one of my uh, one of my top five beers uh, of all time, and, and a real go to. And it's just great to see a beer that is, um, I guess. Uh, you know, it, it's quality without shouting from the rooftops. It's just a nice, uh, a nuanced, subtle beer rather than, uh, I, I guess, you know, that, that whole uh, lead with hops kind of thing. So, well done.
4: Yeah. Yeah, no, it is great. I think, um, I, I can't remember exactly. I might be wrong here, so uh, you might have to look into this for me. But um, I do believe a few years ago, it wasn't two years ago, it might have been three years ago, we might have even had two in the top ten then, and I think that was Shaft and Barley. Um, that must have been like 2017. 2017, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah.
4: And uh, so there's not a lot of times where you see a beer actually come down to a spot and then and then you see it go back, you know, go back up a spot and then you see it come back. And we've actually had two of those today, in or um, well, we've had a, a few of those today. And that's really pleasing, especially the beer like Red Nut, where it actually debuted, I think, at 23 and then went out to... Went out to 55 and then come back in at 32 today. That's really pleasing for me. That's um, you know, for a beer style like a red IPA to to uh, you know, to have that sort of uh, um, change in terms of it was on the way out, but to, to come back in, that's really great. And then yeah, seeing barley sort of it's always hovered around that sort of um, you know, 10, 11, 12 spot. I've written it off every year. I thought it was dropping out to the top hundreds of years ago, and that's no, you know, I actually did believe that because you know, the way crankshaft was going. And so to see that even come in and grab a top 10 spot is, um, you know, it shows that it's a decent payload that people like to enjoy.
1: Cool. Um, sorry, guys, if I can just jump in. And slightly unrelated uh, to hottest 100, we've got a question in the chat room, if that's OK, Richard. Um, Justin Taylor says, how much impact is the ATO return of Growler excise going to impact Bentzburg? Probably saw that this week. On sorry, remote. just...
4: um just say that again
1: um, Justin's asking basically how is is the ATO return of growler excise you know they're rescinding their rules on repackaging kegged beer is that going to uh, impact you guys at all
4: um, look we haven't dived into it a hell of a lot but um, you know it won't affect us in our own venue because yeah. we um, you've got we a manufacturing sort of
1: license as well haven't
4: you I don't that's think. right yeah. yeah so but it, it, like, there's a lot of bars and a lot of um, places out there could be places good independent beer around Australia that buy a lot of different kegs and, and why not let them be able to, you know, package some of that beer into, into two litre or whatever the, the, the Australian's um, growlers take away. So, yeah. so um, you know, why wouldn't you let that happen? I think that's really good. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather be seeing good, you know, good supporters of independent craft beer, um, package beer into two litre or one litre. Um, Takeaway options and see a keg sit around in a bar for a long time and the beer go old. So I think it's a really good thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah fair agreed. call. Well, Rich, uh, we've just seen number eight come in, a uh, number nine come in, which is Young Henry's Newtowner. So uh, Ooh, you, you, you're still in the hunt. Um, so <laughs> are, are you going to be available if a little bit later bullet. on, just if you know, <laughs>
0: It, it, Come, on, it, it, oh. Come on, Crankshaft. Come on, Crankshaft.
4: I'll happily commit to another five minutes at some point if, uh, if you uh, think it's uh, a good move. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we
2: certainly won't call you until we know when Crankshaft uh, comes in because uh, I, 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 I know that things get a little bit rowdy um, when you do well.
4: Yeah, look, it's a really good day. It's not only is it a good day for our loyal supporters. Um, we have a membership program going of which we've got over a thousand members of Ben Spoke, And uh, what, how you would know, one we,
2: find out um, more about that membership program, Rich?
4: Um, it's on our website, <laughs> so you can go on our website and find out about that. Um, go to www.benspokebrewing.com.au and uh, check that out. Thank you very much, Matt, for that. <laughs> right, um, also social um,
5: media it's channels. Re- it's
4: really good. It's really good to see. You know a lot of our supporters come in and celebrate with us and I say with us because they're a part of this you know they're the ones that allow us to um you know make the beers that we want to make because without people buying our beers we don't get to make the beers we want to make and then I guess the other thing is when you've got 80 staff having them all together and, and um having them you know really connected on a day like this is just such a you know such a great outing it's such a you know I guess a team building exercise as much as um as um, celebrating the you know the best hundred beers. Yeah,
2: well, mate, we we'll, we will uh, have to move on, but we may get you back. And as uh, the chat room just pointed out, crankshaft was a num- was a two dollar favourite on sports bet yesterday. Ooh, so uh, I love that it. it's
4: on sportsbet. <laughs> well, I must admit, I must admit that when when my um, sales manager when my sales manager actually um, last week had a bit of a look, and he said he, actually crankshaft was actually at ten dollars. Okay. And he chucked fifty, oh, he 50 on bucks on it. He chucked <laughs> fifty bucks on it, and all of a sudden it, it plummeted to $1.50. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can um, you can use the betting pole as a as a, you know, a a gauge on essentially where things are going. No, Um, one one
2: of our uh, regular listeners, we talked about this on the uh, show this week, and one of our listeners who works for a betting agency, but not that one, did say that the pools are very small and, you know, even a small amount of money can have a drastic um, impact.
4: Yeah, I totally totally agree with that. After seeing what our, <laughs> our staff have done this week. <laughs> okay, mate. Well, in,
2: in, enjoy the rest of your day, um, and well, hopefully we will be speaking to you again if uh, you know if circumstances demand it.
4: Yeah. Look, just one one last thing. I think um, let's forget about you know who's who's done a big campaign, who's done a small campaign. The fact that we're sitting here talking about independent craft beer, and independent craft beer is at the forefront of everyone's. Um, you know, everyone's minds on, on a day like this. I think that's really good for beer in Australia. And for me, that's what this competition's about. It gives us a great chance to talk about really good quality, independent beer um, in Australia. And we don't get a, a lot of opportunity to get the industry all synced in one way. So for me, that's what this day's about. It's not really about um, what number comes up. Hear, hear. hear, hear. hear, hear. Thanks, Rich. No worries. We'll speak to you later. Thanks, mate. We'll, yeah. chat, we'll
0: chat to you again soon, mate, unless Crankshaft comes in at three again, in which case we're just going we to give you a fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Hey, Matt Cheers. and Claire, really interesting that uh, the thing that I really picked up on uh, that Rich was speaking about then is uh, in terms of the integrity of the poll itself um, and you know whilst we strive for innovation um, for quality but also transparency and do you know who else strives for innovation quality and transparency Matt? Who would that Yakima be? Chief Hops <laughs> through their 100% grower owned network of family owned hop farms. Their hops are available through your mates at Cryer
2: Malt. Yakima Chief and Cryer Malt. And uh, yes, and we're actually, we were just about to speak to Dave Cry just to see how things are going on. over And also, oh, thank you for making in this, this, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> make this possible uh, and getting the big band. I don't band think anyone noticed. the band are sitting there, are quietly uh, waiting for their chance.
0: Uh, now, Newtowner was one of those ones. That's an interesting one for me at number nine because that was the one that's always hovered around the number four, and everyone said, "Oh, that's the one." I reckon it's 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 gonna its, it's year. It's going to move yeah. to one or oh, two. There no. just seemed to be a lot of
2: chatter. So disappointing. And, and it is a bit like it. Maybe I have to think of how how I factor this in, but it's actually floor stock formula no, no, again. No, no, yeah, because it, it's actually floor stock in oh. my local bottle-o. Um, You know, and, and my local bottleo. Uh, just by way of one example, you know, you've got the craft beer fridge that now is, I think, you know, four or five doors worth yep. the mainstream beers tucked Facings, away in, corner. in the, the corner. Yeah. Um Well, not everyone's in the trade, mate. <laughs> we, 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 we have, we have a, we're a broad church in this oh, podcast. It's as <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, if you've never heard of a planogram. But the, uh, the, the Young Henry's is floor stock, um, where you see the great big pile of it warm... Of pallets. Yeah, pallets. Yeah, 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 ambient, ambient, um, ambient beer, mate. Um, ambient beer. Well, but, but it's floor... You know, there's a big pile of it in the middle of the floor because, you know, they've got the marketing budget, they've done a deal to, to get the, you know, profile and all of that.
0: Because that's prime real estate for your, your bottle, bottle shops, and particularly the, the
2: chains. But also, people aren't buying a cold six-pack as a convenience or, you know, take-home-and-drink-now thing, um, so it's obviously a bit of a bulk buy as well. And maybe that's where, the, you know, your engage, the, the engagement of the purchaser, um, because it's... like It's okay. a bigger
0: commitment, yeah, to buy a slab. To, to buy a slab. Yeah. 80 or well, 90 bucks. Than it is to go. Oh, I might just try a single at four fifty or five dollars, or uh, like you say, a six pack at, at twenty twenty-five.
2: And I'd love to hear from our uh, chat room, you know, whether you know when they last bought a um, a, a, a carton, whether they're carton buyers, or whether cartons, you know, mm. th- th- to to grossly simplify, um, you know, whether a, a carton buyer is the sort of person who, you know, probably isn't. Yeah, you know, it, it shows a more mainstream drinker and that mm-hmm. Young Henry's yeah. is going a yeah. little bit more mainstream. Yeah, and, and good luck yeah. to them. That's where we want beer to go. Yeah, that's right. And
0: that's what I say. That's what I thought. Young Henry's may have been one of the ones to, to be a beneficiary of the extended reach. Um, because in the last three or four years, with Dan Murphy's coming on board in a more, uh, I guess, you know, um, genuinely supporting role of the Hottest 100, because I think, you know, look, when the rubber hits the road, they get dollars out of it, don't they? Because mm. you know, if, if they can push the the poll and that brings people in, and people buy from them, and they, they're buying a broader range, they're moving more stock. It's obviously, it's you know, everyone everyone wins. So, as much as there are you know people out there in the crowd who who decry the fact that you know um, a mainstream retailer is involved in the in the poll, um, I think at the end of the day, it, it you know that rising tide, Matt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you've heard that one. Well, well can... I, I have. <laughs> but uh, now, <laughs> we, we, take that one off. just need to welcome our next guest, uh, Mr. David Cryer. David Cryer, welcome to uh, do the podcast that you make possible.
5: Thanks very much, Matt. It's uh, a pleasure to be here. Mate, it, it's yeah, it's mate. a little
2: bit later in the uh, evening in uh, Auckland, where I, I guess we're speaking to you from. Uh, how are you celebrating the hottest 100?
5: I have uh, got the barbecue on, and I've got the fire going. It's a a wee bit windy, but it's um, an okay night, so I'll be celebrating with a few beverages with some fine barbecued food by me.
2: (laughs) And and, and again, all of our advertising is seamless, um, but (laughs) you must be pretty wrapped with the way that IPAs and hop-heavy products, given that you distribute uh, Yakima Chief Hops, and uh, seeing a lot of your clients doing well.
5: Yes, I am. It's, it's really good to see it. But it's a trend we've seen for quite some time, and um, it's the uh, ever emergence of these the hazies and stuff like that, carrying on. It's, it's great to see. Long may it last. It <laughs> did. Well, yeah, I thought you
2: might say that. But uh, then again, I mean, you, you win when people go malt heavy again, I guess. Yes. <laughs> well, we,
1: it's a win-win.
5: We did have <laughs> we did have uh, the amber craze a long time ago, and that was pretty good from the malt. Um, looking forward to the next iteration
2: whenever that comes. Mate, one of the things that we were talking about uh, earlier is that in the early days of this poll, you know, like you had a um, Feral Hop Hog um, and and that style of, you know, hop-driven beer was, you know, right at the top and I think Feral topped it for three years running. It's only just getting into the Hottest 100 with the Hop Hog but then the biggie juice is, is, is 12. What are you noticing about you know, in terms of the pre-orders that you're getting from brewers and the sorts of hops that they're looking at, does that give you some indication of the beers that we're going to be seeing coming out in 2021?
5: My expertise, Matt, is in malt. Um, and hop-wise, we're seeing, seeing considerable interest still in, in Citrus Simcoe Mosaic. Still, those those guys are leading leading the pack. And we're seeing a few things like um, the talus coming through now. So, still... Juicy fruit, from what I can tell. Okay. And um, well, we'll on the look- malt front, I can you know, still a lot of uh, oat malt, that sort of stuff, um, flaked wheat, a lot of these materials for these hazy beers. It's, still, it's, it's the rage, and it's growing, and it's going to continue to grow.
2: Well, we'll be speaking to uh, um, Ryan from uh, Yakima Chief. So, yeah, so, so it's interesting to hear that you are seeing that sort of malt bill um, addition coming through um, for, for, for sales. Now, we've just seen, uh, speaking of a classic beer, uh, Bridge,
3: Bridge, Road. Bridge Road Beachworth, Beachworth Pale Ale
2: coming in at number eight. Gone down too. Just, uh,
0: that's, that's nice. because that, that was one that I think a lot of people again thought, oh, it's it's a perennial number five yeah. um, or six, Isn't that and is it yeah is it due for a fall or does it um you know has it had its time? Uh, I personally thought that perhaps it may have suffered from the fact that you know Ben was stuck overseas for, for longer than anticipated due to COVID, and um, that maybe it had dropped off people's radar. So that's yeah. that's really good to see. It's it, it's, it's still, still in the t- in the top yeah. ten.
1: Well, someone made the point in the chat that maybe these two kind of surprising drops, really, might make way for some of the Sunshine Coast breweries uh, <laughs> well, to pop the, in. The, well,
2: there's well, there's well, a lot of room left. <laughs> to move I, on <coughs> up. I, 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 I saw that. I'm sort of wondering, you know, if, if, if that person, and I think it was, um, was it? Katie Batati um, when, I, when it came through. I'm wondering whether she lives on the... Possibly not their uh, real name. Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm wondering, a wondering whether she uh, lives up on the Sunshine Coast and might have a little bit of a, a blink of <laughs> vision because I guess it leaves room for a whole lot of uh, brewers. David, is, it, is, that, is, is there on. much interest in the New Zealand Hottest 100 um, that you're aware of?
5: I am, yes, there is interest, of course. You've got a great brand, so yeah, a lot of people interested, Definitely.
2: Oh, good. Uh, well, we'll see. Well, mate, we might let you get to turning those snags on the barbecue. But, but I, just sorry, before Pete, we do,
0: just before they do that, Matt, I just wanted to say, just with with the um, the Bridge Road pale ale, because for me that is a great example of, uh, and David sort of touched on it, the hops. But it's also it's a really great um, malt driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it it has a really good solid malt base and David, I don't know if you're aware but with roots in the founding families of Australian malting, (laughs) Barrett Burston Malting has been supplying Australia's finest malt since 1861. It's 100% Australian grown and malted, Barrett burston it's the true backbone of beer. Their malts are available through our mates at Cryo Malt. Thank you Matt. Thank you, yeah, beautiful. Very pleased to see a pale ale in there
5: because a nice, balanced beer, on the hoppy side, exactly. Very much a go-to yeah. beer, yeah, brewed by a great brewer. So fantastic to see. Well, David,
2: thanks, thank you for. You know, we'll let you get back to the barbie, but thank you for all that you do to sort of make uh, what we do possible. Uh, you know, you, you're not just the brewer's uh, mates; you're our mates as well.
5: Oh, thanks, Matt, and keep doing this great work you're doing here. It's great to listen to. Thank True. you.
2: Thanks, Matt. Bye. Talk to you soon. See ya. See
0: ya. Bye. Thanks, David. Hey, Matt. We're serious. We've got to speak to your mates if we're going to keep oh, yeah, your mates sure, as a, a yeah. tagline.
2: <laughs> They're going to get on board. <laughs> people, well, people are going to be blaming us. Uh, and Katie Pootady does say that she is. Uh, it's a real name, ah, or something. Goes. Go. So yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, hope uh, no doubt she will be uh, um, going for the uh, Sunshine Coast uh, breweries. But yeah, it does well, we, we've be. already
0: seen Donnie We've already seen. Well, we haven't seen Larry, uh,
2: uh, um, which was really our. No, we haven't seen Larry. Yeah, yet. That's true. And where yep. did Larry get last year? It was, top, it was top ten. Five, I think. Oh, your mates. Fifth. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, so your mates had uh, Sally at twenty-eight, which is another new beer, I think, um, yeah. or maybe it snuck in last year. So yeah, um. interesting. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was forty uh, last year. Great to chat to, to David Cryer. Um, it, it, unfortunately, it's a little bit rushed. Um, these these sorts of chats, uh, and he's got the barbecue to attend to. But Richard, <laughs> uh, it was very interesting to speak to Richard and get his thoughts on. The, the hottest one hundred. So we'll definitely uh, have a chat well, to Mike.
0: I, I was personally happy that he echoed my sentiments vis-à-vis my concerns about yeah. Uh, and and it's not a, it's not about integrity. It's about the perception of integrity. It's about um, people say, well, I'm not going to vote because it's all just a uh, you know. It, you can game the system, or you know, it's it's lost. It's fun, or as I, I'm happy that it's growing organically, and I love the fact that you know, from 150 people voting in the that that first year 12 years ago, to however many tens of thousands that we're getting now, shows that it it does have value, and and clearly, you know, you, you listen to Richard, there must be a, um, a value in getting a beer in the top 100. Um, in the top 10 or a new beer or a debuting. booing.
2: Well, uh, and I, I won't bother going back to it but Luke, um, uh, who... Uh, Luke Phillips? Yeah, no, no Luke, Luke Phillips. Um, I was just going to say <laughs> he, he's, he's been my source for the uh, for the punting. He's been, it, it, with a background in the, the horse racing industry, he's uh, <laughs> kept an eye on the sports bet but also as a, uh, you know, national account manager uh, for significant breweries. He weighed into the comments before, that bottle shops, bars do look at, you know, that they do range based on your finish in the Hottest 100. Um, and as soon as there's a lot of commercial pressure to do well, you know, like if, 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 if you're a sales, you know, if you're a brewery that walks into a venue and they say, oh, no, well, we've just ranged this because they were above you in the Hottest 100, you're going to be doing, and, and there's going to be a lot of commercial pressure on businesses to make sure their results are, you know there or thereabouts because otherwise they, 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 they lose out, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and it's that, a shame because it, that's not to say that beers that don't figure well are not well made beers because it's it's it is a little bit different to you know we often talk about AIBAs or um you know World Beer Cup beers. Uh, you you you, you cannot you almost cannot get uh, a dud beer accidentally getting a, a medal or an award. Uh, and, and by dud beer, I mean you know a, a, a poorly executed beer or a, a beer that has significant faults. Whereas,
2: um, I guess you know the the, the broader palate, um, it's a little bit different. Great point made in the chat room. Getting a beer in the uh, top 100 might be awesome, but there are some breweries that can't keep up uh, with that mm. can't keep up with the hype, like Mountain Culture Range. They sell out all the time anyway, but yeah, I, I, I guess they're them. much smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and well, is that a I mean, better problem to have, Matt? Do you reckon? Well, but
0: that every time you put out a beer, it's it's pre-sold or there's a queue around the block.
2: It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see um, how DJ goes next year because they are building this big production brewery, and you know when you, you <laughs> when everything's walking out the door anyway without any help. Yeah, you don't. You know what why if, would, yeah. why would you add mm-hmm. to your problems by pushing? your beer's in the Hottest 100. Mm. Exactly. But then suddenly when you've got a bigger brewery and you're sort of going, oh, geez, you know, we're, we're sort of not quite pushing through the volume. And, and not saying that this is going to happen, but, you know... Yeah, hypothetically. Um, hypothetically if, if that was the case, you might sort of, you know, want a little bit of razzmatazz around your your, your your label as well.
0: Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting to say. So
2: we're coming up to... Oh, okay. So still a couple of minutes uh, before the number one. And we might actually uh, yeah, so just have, have a little bit of fun with the next one. We'll... Uh, um, when, when, when we announce it uh, by not having somebody on on the phone, but uh Now you got me thinking. Yeah, no, I'm just. uh so this is what happens to... when I
0: when I don't turn up to rehearsal.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just or trying <laughs>
0: to. You guys have me muted.
2: It, it, it's it's been a, a, like an hour that just hasn't stopped. Uh, particularly after the early uh, technical uh, technical. We're difficulties. two
0: two minutes away from the next announcement, are we? And what are we up to? Number seven.
2: Now, where was Beachy Palair last year? That's what I want to know. Um... Well, it should have a little thing. Uh, it's it's down two, so it was oh, number down six, two. Okay, so it was number six, six last year. Okay, so, yeah. you know, Ben, actually, another oh, one... Hang then. on,
0: uh, i just got to take another one off. There we go. i seen
2: Done. Beachy, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, um, chat room. Um, beachy Pale ale down two, but it was one that... Ben Krause came back and really gave it a push on social. You know, there was a they personal... Did a full
1: video and everything with yeah. it. Oh, it's crazy. It, it
2: and, and it
0: coincided with him coming back from... Um, right. Obviously, yep. Yep. Uh, where, where he, you know, suffered uh, not being able to get back in. I, I complained about not being able to be allowed into Queensland. He wasn't allowed back home, full stop.
1: Yeah, yeah. which must have been really hard, Is actually, it? for him.
0: Mm.
2: To
1: be so far away and not have any idea what's going on or when he could ever get back like oh
2: and they had a stack of well we, we had the podcast exactly, with them recently. Yeah, they had a yeah. stack of uh, corporate uh, cancelled flights but so, yeah. so I wonder whether that maybe actually helped um, that
0: you know just before voting closed uh, you know Ben popped his gorgeous looking mug up and um, <laughs> perhaps, you know, got a bit of a few sympathy votes, mate.
2: Fittest bloke in uh, craft beer, I'd be willing to, to, to say. Um, I can't believe the first thing that he wanted to
0: sort out when he got back, because I had no idea what he was talking about. And so I had to go sort of looking and it was, he wanted like a, one of those, a special exercise bite <laughs> for, for the hotel room. Well, I, I would have said, uh, I just want a really large Esky. <laughs> well,
2: but no, but if you follow him on Strava, as I do, as an, as, as an athlete like, such as myself... Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you know, and ripped is ripped. Or, or even on Facebook. The, just the rides that he was posting, he was living in the mountains of Austria. And, or the the Tyrolean, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, the Alps it? area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and just the rides he was doing. And could you imagine, you know, when, when you've been in the Alps... You know those wide open uh, mountains, cycling, <laughs> and then coming back and a wife, two children, <laughs> in a single room. room um, and oh. say, oh, hold on, we got uh,
0: surprised he didn't spend more time out on the road. And don't forget too, like walking down to the local bakery is, is like it's, a, it's half a stage of the um, you know Tour de France. We got number. So um, repeat, we're
2: just going to uh, number seven. Number seven is. So the orchestra was he just was sitting fun. there doing nothing. <laughs> Number seven is Bolter Hazy. Congratulations, Bolter Hazy! Come up and accept your award. <laughs> 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 oh, Sorry, no. Uh, we, no. We, we he, had that queued up, and we had to. We had to use sting,
0: it. and then we had. We were talking to Richard when uh, two of uh, ten and eight, uh, ten and nine were both uh, announced. So yeah, we missed it. And then we we're talking to David Cryer when uh, Beachy Pale, <laughs> so Beachy Pale at eight and uh, Bolter Hazy. So now Bolter Hazy, uh, this is one of those ones where the Hazy it's um, gained a lot of attention as a limited release, but this year it's that's become part of the the core range. And again, going back to our listeners' comments, you know, do, does a core range help you?
2: And well, I, I, but again, still ben be good produces good beers. So many good beers, and you know having a core range but bridge road is a very like not pedestrian in any negative sense at all but it is a mainstream like it 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 is just a core range old school um style of beer to be doing so well um and you know it's it's really exciting to see it but um the the thing that i find very interesting you know bolter um you know if you look at some of the buyouts um pirate life um, which was bought on the back of being a hugely successful, very well-known, hype-driven beer, basically fallen off. Um, and then you've got someone like Bolter, who, God, I've lost count of how many we'll have to sort of count up at the end, but...
1: Because they had eight last year, I think.
2: They had eight last year, yeah. and th- that we still haven't seen XPA, mm-hmm. um, that, I, that I know of, um, and still, yeah, you getting reckon that
0: wouldn't have fallen outside the top 100?
2: Oh, no, no, absolutely not. So, like, yeah, no, no. It, it, it's got to still be there. But as the the podcast with Scott and um, uh, Stirls, sorry, yeah, um, sorry, so much going on here. Jeez, um, we, 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 the podcast with Scott and Stirls um, showed, um, you know, they were really, really proud, they didn't mind so much that they dropped because for them it was going to be a question of. How much do we drop this year from yeah, number one? I so. And then, as they pointed out, you know, we still had more beers than anyone else in there. Um, and harking back to our chat with Richard, they certainly did um, have a funny video, um, and they talked about the hottest one hundred. But they were a brewery that didn't say vote for XPA over anything else. They just kind of sort of said, vote for your favourite beer, and hopefully ours will be amongst them. Which you know. D-
0: Interesting to them, Matt, they also even didn't say vote. Oh, I didn't. They just said, no, they, they uh, fastidiously avoided using the word vote. And I think they used <laughs> it was something like uh, show your support show for your support. or, yeah, or something was like it. that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> which
0: I which I think was a deliberate ploy, and and maybe it's to be heard above the white noise of everyone saying vote, 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 support. Yeah, oh yeah what
2: was that?
0: They're a bit, they're no, a bit I, subtle and how. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that. No, I don't mean to say that in a cynical way. I'm, I mean genuinely that. Oh, yeah, mate, he, I, here's, I, here's the vote, and the vote helps everyone.
2: It, you know, like you, we try and be journalists, and you try to sort of be appear impartial. But you know, like Volta is a, is a brand that just has so much in you know the, when you look at uh, Scotty and Stirls they just are so passionate and so honest and they really want to know that they're doing well. And so, you know, it, 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 it's keeping with their brand. Um, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, Is there a chance
0: of a, a new beer entering the, because so far uh, Barley Griffin has been top 10, moved up two places, but we haven't seen, have we seen anything that's dropped out of the top 10 because Newtowner was there, uh, Beechworth Pale Ale,
1: Kaiju and Farrell did, didn't they? They dropped out of the. Oh, top Kaiju, ten. Kaiju! Kaiju crashed. Yeah, have. Kaiju and. Ferrell okay, and
2: so
0: so, did so there's a chance that we could have a, something new in the top
4: yes. ten.
2: Ooh. I just wanted to give um because we've been speaking very much to the chat room, which is who have been fantastic. But I just saw on Twitter. I just want to say to Mark from Newey, um, who's a lovely bloke. Uh, we we've, we've done a bit of work uh, with Mark from Newey um, at the. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, his last name, Pete, uh, for you. Oh, Mark Mead. Mark Mead. Yeah, from I, Warners. Warners on the Bay. From Warners on the Bay. That's it. Way uh, Back in the day, uh, and he's just sort of said a lovely tweet. Um, uh, the, so good listening to the countdown live here in Newey. Cheers, Matt and crew. Um, oh, that's so nice. Thank, thank you, you, crew. And g'day to Newey and crew. And um,
0: uh, now I know the guys out at Stomping Ground. I think are listening to us, as are the local tap house crew, and I think over in South Australia, uh, Big Shed Brewing Concern have got a, um, a, a Hottest 100 countdown, I don't know if they're listening to us, they should be,
2: well okay, maybe not, no, yeah, no, 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 technical difficulties and everything, no, no, we, we just had some food put in front of us, Pete, some so really just... good
1: looking food and we just <laughs> no, no, completely, no, enjoy. no, no <laughs> so enjoy, yeah, Pete, I'm
2: you talk down down amongst here.
0: yourself, yeah, go on. yeah, don't worry, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's annoying enough that I've had to do this all, you know, with a, a mandated mask um, during the whole thing. It just makes things so difficult. So I can't even eat, you know, I can't even have a beer. Matt, your opinion? Sorry, because i have <laughs> just noticed you've got a dirty big chicken tender in your gob. So, uh, Claire, <laughs> special comments and colour. Um, so, uh, Hello. What, what's the biggest fall?
1: The biggest fall so far. Um, no, I'm not sure. Actually, there's um.
0: No, oh, thanks for your input. Outlooks, sorry, <laughs> we'll move on now. Back to you, Matt. <laughs> That's
1: the end of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, to we're be beautiful. fair,
1: I've seen a few, a few. There were a few really big ones last year, but I can't see anything wild this year.
0: I think it's been interesting yeah. that we haven't had we haven't had oh, yeah. those those massive ruffies that uh, look it. apart from I guess you know Cronulla beer that, uh, that nobody had sort of heard of, yeah. Um, in terms of you know having any sort of great reach, but That's um.
1: There are a couple, though. We've just we've just had a flick through. Gauge Road Single Fin down nineteen. Hop J, Hop Nation's Jade J Juice down thirty one, which is a quite an interesting one. Is that because they renamed it? Let's
0: I wouldn't think so, but I just wonder whether when they were changing over, was there perhaps a, a bit of time where it, w- it wasn't as widely available, or or yeah. given that that was kind of the first of that. Um, you know the new wave of the second second wave of, of NEPAs, are there now so many others out there that there are others to to sort of compare to and well, I, look I, I could be I could be wrong but um, you know that that strikes me as as perhaps um, an option it's it's look great to see that you know um, Innovation in the in the beer beers and also you know the, just that use of hops.
2: But that's um, the thing I think, Pete is, are you going to see the on-trend brands are going to come and go a little bit, where some of the ones are a little bit more, um, you know, set. Um, like an, an XPA is a is is a more of a. For one for of a better term for a new style, has classic style. Not a thing. Yeah, well, no, but it's you know. But then again, like Cooper's XBA is as, as um, the chat room uh, has just told us fell fifty four places. So, yeah. but was that because it, yeah, there was a bit of hype around it
0: last year because it was the first departure by Cooper's and their first foray, I guess, into
2: um, if you like, true craft or new new craft. I don't know. Well, I haven't seen too much. In in my social media campaigning from Coopers. Because um, I know that a couple of years ago they didn't even bother entering their beers yeah. and then suddenly they realised that mistake and then they were very anxiously putting their beers in. You wouldn't um, do that now,
0: though, would you? Like, you wouldn't deliberately go out of your way to say, we don't want to be part of this, please don't include us. Well, like, they're a, a brewery there now, do but that, though, I,
2: I don't remember seeing... Would, would they, Matt? Um, well, I don't know. I, I, Sorry, I wasn't even listening, Pete. If it's, oh, Jesus <laughs> Oh, in that case, well, I'll get back to what I
0: was talking about, about, <laughs> yeah, go about on. hops and innovation. Um, industry leaders and innovators, Yakima Chief Hops, they're a 100% grower-owned network of family hop farms, and with a strong focus on new product discovery, process improvement and sustainability, Yakima Chief Hops is dedicated to providing the very best hop products to the global brewing community. Their hops are available through your mates at Cryer Malt. What were you saying, Matt? Same <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I hate having you. Did you think I was going to do it? How did game. you know? I it's room. like you knew. Like, can, can see you? I reckon you get no chicken tender oh, in. Foolish, you were never, foolish. ever going to be able to get another chicken tender in, and that's why yep. I'm true to you. You are <laughs> Thank evil.
2: Thank you, Pete. You're now, we evil. must be coming up to the... A minute the, the, away, uh, away from uh, number six. Number six. And uh, actually, one of the guests that we wanted to speak that we thought would be safe to um, <laughs> talk to in the top ten... Because <laughs> they, they, they might actually be offended. Hopefully he's not listening. Um, when when I say this, we knew your beer wasn't listening. good enough to get in the top ten, so we thought <laughs> we well, talk to him. No, you now. no, but that's that, that's why we've got him on, but don't want to. Um, um, right. th- that's why we want to get him on, but it's also I'm not don't. There, want but I don't have access to Paul Balca. Yeah, no, no. Paul oh, Balca is better. is uh, because again, you, I can't think of too many quality product, you know, production quality beers, and Pete's got some in his hand right now, um, but then again, they, because of their business model, you know, they have actually, they have done a bit of campaigning this year. Um, have we got Paul there? No, uh, no not, not yet. We're just getting him on, uh, on the phone now, but I, I just wanted to explain that we're getting him on now because we figured that they are beers that are very, very good, but I would have been very, very surprised if they... Um, hold on, looks like we've got... Lane. Well, uh, also, Matt, has, I guess, the on. advantage. Uh, just breaking Oh, your here we go. Oh. Up
1: 243 places as Ballistics Hawaiian Haze Hayes, uh, coming in at number six.
0: Now, that would suggest that it existed last go? year. I, I thought yeah, that was a new, new, a new beer this year. How can we be up 246 places if it didn't exist until this year? I'm not sure. Uh, Is that a debut? Uh, uh,
2: I'm not
0: sure, you know, I'm...
2: I don't know if it was debut, but we do have Paul Bowker on, on the line. Paul Bowker, welcome to the Hottest 100 Countdown Live on uh, Radio Brews News.
6: Thanks, mate. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I actually, sadly, I haven't been listening to the uh, the live entertainment from you all because I've been in a little brewery uh, on the coast called Precinct, and it's... Uh a
2: bloody tremendous day down here i can
6: tell you that well mate, i, 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 I just tied missed,
2: myself in knots um and i was hoping that you weren't listening because i was just saying we got you on during the top 10 because we figured it was safe that no one would accuse <laughs> us of having the results but then by implication we that meant that we didn't think you were going to be in the top 10 which
3: how it's funny just grateful i was like i got the call and i thought gee there must be
2: uh
7: Red Hoppy ale must have hit the top ten or something. Uh, <laughs> You're going really
0: he, he, he's excited. He's for it. <laughs> I, I no, pull, aren't they horrible? Pull, it's prof here. I've already done the Red Hoppy uh, <laughs> ale gag, mate. Oh, <laughs> I, I, look, I would love to see. I'd love to see it in the uh, in the top five. But um, I, I I don't. I'm very happy with the, the draft and the base lager and the, the one love and avalanche, which I thought was a, an absolutely cracking beer. Um, snuck into the, the top 100 as well. So well done.
6: Yeah, mate, we're, we're we're bloody stoked. I mean, we're stoked the whole day. To be honest, it's um such a it, this year seems to have a like a, a, there's a lot of hype and celebration around it, and just watching it on the screen, there's so many new beers on there and different beers, different categories. It's um it's bloody fantastic actually, and you know, for, for Brick Lane, we're right. You know, four beers in the in the top hundred in our second year is um you know we're, we're stoked.
0: Mate, to what extent, um, because people are sort of said, oh, yeah, the bigger breweries have an advantage. I I would suggest, though, that you have an advantage in that I guess you are lucky enough to have broader reach than some um, due to the fact that some of your stakeholders, your owners, your partners, your supporters um, are in such varied and and different um, sort of walks of life and and business. And obviously, if you can get them to, uh, you know, activate or engage their, um, you know, their database or their email list or whatever it might be, that, that that's obviously... Uh, handy?
6: Uh, it's handy, I mean it's, well, I guess the first thing is, you know, it's great having um, like we've got 40 odd people who are sort of uh, involved in the brewery put their hard-earned into it and they're, they're all pretty proud of it, so they, they love crowing about it and um, I guess, you know, a lot of them, um, you know, a lot of people who have found out about Brick Lane have found out of it because of the people involved in it and, you know, that's got a lot of people into our beers and, you know, I think probably a lot of people more into craft beers as well you know, once they try ours, they try others. And um, so I think that's a pretty good thing for the industry. Um, in terms yeah, exactly. of how effective it is for, um, you know, competitions like this, you know, it's great for public awareness, but, you know, I guess nothing can really beat having uh, one-to-one contact and having someone, um, you know, sort of encourage you to vote. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a great way of getting people to vote, but the brand and awareness out of this thing. And I, I think the difference this year is... Um, a lot of people seem to have gone for an approach where they put their brand out there and use this as a, a chance to market beer generally and their own beers, but not so much to solicit votes. And and so I, I haven't listened to any of the commentary, but I, I guess some of the beers yet to come because I saw nine and ten, but things um potentially like ballistic and um you know some of the other beers, you know your mates, and um I, you know I don't think they're actually going out there just to solicit votes for this with their big campaigns. I think it's um creating um, great brand awareness for them personally and also for, for the industry and as a whole. So, you know, I, I think the whole competition's bloody marvellous, to be honest.
2: Oh, it, it, and can't agree with you more. Um, but look, looking at it be like uh, Ballistic Hawaiian that has just come in at number six. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's great, yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, so yeah, yeah. you, you, you missed that. So, came in at number six. It's just gone national in the last, you know, three or four months they you know they have uh, gone out nationally they Went um crazy
1: with billboards crazy
2: with you know, they, they've taken yeah. billboards they had a major execution at the uh, hottest one, uh, sorry the gabs sunshine coast and gold coast events um, and they've also supported it in, in, in trade I wonder how much that um, drives uh, you know, a beer like that. You know, Can, can you just have a nationally-arranged beer and expect it to to, to be well-supported in something like this, or do you need to give it that little bit of love by encouraging people to vote for it? Uh, I, I mean, obviously,
6: you need to encourage... Well, not obviously, but for, for new beers, clearly. I mean, Hawaiian or any of the new beers um, that have sort of hit the top 20 in the last couple of years, um, you need to have a dedicated campaign. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but we're talking... I don't know, what, 40,000 people vote in this or something, um, which is a really small percentage of the beer-drinking population. Um, so if you want to get those votes, you need those people to vote for you. And, um, you know, just slacking up a couple of billboards is not going to do that. So um, you need to be quite targeted, I think, if you knew. But on the other side, you look at things like, um, you know, Stone and Wood and Bolter and, you know, I Bolter and Stone and Wood are going to have, you know, three of the top, you know, maybe three or four or five beers or whatever. Um, and they've got such love now in the community that people just vote for them naturally. I mean, I don't think, you know, Bolter have done, like, a, a, a beautiful little campaign about the can-ad, ab and that, that was just awesome, like the unloved can, but they've sort of reached a scale where they probably don't need to directly target votes because they've engendered such a great relationship and affinity with the vision and population that people will naturally vote for them, which is great, you know?
1: Um, we had Richard Watkins of Bentzberg on earlier, and he suggested that marketing for the whole thing get scrapped. Like, you shouldn't be able to market your beers for the Hottest One Hundred. Ask people to vote. What do you think about that, Paul?
6: Uh, I, I think that's absolute crap. I mean, um, but, but no, genuinely, <laughs> we've got the Hottest One Hundred. On
0: now, for you, Paul. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, but, but, no, no, seriously. The, um, the beauty of this Top One Hundred is it it opens up beer to a whole bunch of people that may not have drunk beers that feature on the hot 100 and the more that we can promote that list and that movement the better and if it's billboards if it's whatever and more people end up drinking you know fence beers or ballistic beers or whatever it is i mean surely that's great for not just independent beer or class beers, but for the beer industry as a whole like let's bring people into a yeah, category and 100 shout about it like yeah. why, why, why are we afraid of advertising i mean just hey, listen context.
0: paul yeah. i was, I was going to ask you just on that and you, you sort of touched on it there but is there value do you think or, or is there um like a, a a broader spread like you said um people see oh this appeared you uh, in the top 10 or the top 100 ever and people remember that brewery and then may seek out those beers then they go into if it's, for example, you know, a Dan Murphy's or something where they have um, beers ranged by style, that they also go, oh, I haven't heard of that one either, the one next to it, which, you know, I, I didn't hear. You know, so I guess I was just exposing people to, like you say, the broader range of, of independent beer um, overall.
6: Yeah, and I think, and it's not even independent beer, it's um, just new and interesting and different beers, because I think our role, um, you know, and Ben things, seems quite great, like they're so many, like Canberra, is now just a beer hub because of Ben and um, like businesses like Ben Spoon and ours and others. And if we can bring more people into drinking beer rather than alternatives, then that's great. Like I'm at, I'm at Precinct Brewing, which opened, you know, a few months ago, um, and there's people everywhere drinking, you know, sour beers, fruited beers, hazy beers. And I guarantee you a, a chunk of these people probably never really drunk beer before, and they're now part of our community. And the more we can crow about that, advertise it, and bring people in, the better.
2: And, mate, you you make a really good point about, you know, bringing people in, and I've actually had a couple of texts while I've been sitting here from old mates of mine that are completely outside of the beer industry that, you know, are what I would call mainstream beer drinkers that have put a toe in the water, and, you know, they've sent me photos of places that they're at today that have got a Hottest 100 chalkboard, Um, and I don't think they would have known that the day was on before today, but have seen it and have now started taking interest in, in, in all of these votes. So that's awesome. But do you think there is an element that if it, be, if it does become too aggressive that it will favour the businesses that can put more resources or are just willing to go that little bit further in the way that they market? Did, do we want it to become something that does become a presidential-style campaign where whoever spends the most does the best?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's always... In any camp, any top, top list of whatever description is always, I guess, acceptable to that. But the way, the way I look at like dads in the top 100 or 200 or whatever is it, it's the top 100 and everyone that's a part of it should be incredibly proud and people are coming along to all these big events and drinking the beers, not to seek out number one, but to seek out all these beers that now have this big movement about it. And I don't think it's any different to you know, the Triple J, you know, Top 100, which is obviously going along at the same time. And it's just a showcase of, you know, interesting new music. And 100 is a showcase of interesting new beers. And um, so what if some people, you know, invest heavier and get number one instead of number two or number 10 instead of 20? Like, it's really irrelevant, like, in the bigger scheme of things. It's all about bringing people in. And I think it's, it's tremendous and it's working well.
2: Paul, we might let you go. We've just seen uh, number five come in, another Queensland beer, Black Hops uh, Goat, G-O-A-T. Uh-huh. Um,
6: awesome. Well, I'm, I'm about twenty meters from uh, Blackops number one at the moment, so that's. Uh, <laughs> <a little laughs> <very good. laughs>
2: you might be able to wander down. But thank uh, you very much for giving us uh, a little part of your hottest one hundred. Great to see yeah. some of your beers there, and uh, hopefully we'll get to uh, have a beer with you very, very soon.
6: Awesome, and uh, and, and and Rich, you know, I know uh, we had a different view on those things, but uh, I'm going to be enjoying a crankshaft, hopefully uh, a podium crankshaft, shortly as well, mate. Beautiful. <laughs> good
8: on you. There we go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for. <laughs>
2: Well, there you go. That's um, Black Ops. Ah, so goes up one hundred and fifty, up one hundred and fifty places from last year. Okay, there you go. So, so a new, yeah, wow. debuting in the in the in the in the top one hundred. That's cool.
0: that's, yeah, awesome. so that's number five. Mm-hmm. So we've got number four five. beers left to announce. Four. What chance have you got? Is there a Tasmanian beer in the top four? Oh, I oh, don't
1: say that. There haven't been. So I haven't seen one of them. Have you seen a, any?
2: Ten years now. Yeah. Ten, yep. No, Oh, Come on, Maybro, or the other
1: guys. Let's go. But see, that's
2: what is it? it, it what, why what is, is it different to Canberra? Or I, I, different to the Sunshine Coast? Or the, the Sunshine Coast? Um,
0: and because again, like you said before, mate, and you touched on it beautifully. There's that, um, you know, a, a proliferation of, you know, and they're and they're feeding off each other. And there's, uh, you know, I guess. Tasmania should have a, um, a greater advantage because you should have more of a, a, a stable or, a, you know, like a home populace. Like, rather than, oh, it's just all holidaymakers coming in, you should have, you know, you should be able to engage, uh, I guess, you know, your, your loyal fans. I don't know. It, yeah. It's just a... It,
1: mm. That's it, it, sad. It saddens it? me
0: and and, um, and and bewilders me in, in equal portions.
2: But then again, and uh, somebody, uh, James Davidson, in the chat room said, "Population numbers, Pete." But you can't say population because Tasmania has five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand people. The in Sunshine you know, Coast yeah. has fewer than that. Um, yeah. Western Australia, um, I, I think last count, three or four. Beers, you know, and and, you know, not only you know, home of little creatures and you know, foundation, you know, as they'll tell you. um, Actually, I haven't had any blowback from the um, below the the fold chat about Western Australia and secession (laughs) this week, which was interesting. (laughs) They probably got
0: bored
1: Um, before that. (laughs) I
0: only had six six beers from four breweries in last year, um, and and compare that to the top, which was Queensland with twenty nine beers from twelve breweries.
2: Oh no. James is now saying Sunshine Coast is not a state. No, it's not a state. But Sunshine area, Coast is a region it's a state of mind, James. It's I, don't a state <laughs> of mind. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be getting Gold Coast people voting for the Sunshine Coast beers. I don't think your mates is explained because Queenslanders yep. are going, we are proud of our state because there's a lot of other brands. And you, you look at Bolta. You, you look at all of the brands mm-hmm. that are doing well. The Sunshine Coast has a really, really strong... Provincial aspect to it. Maybe Katie Potade in the uh, chat room can uh, sort of uh, agree or not um, that there is. Um, uh, seems like uh, Katie Patati actually has weighed in. Seems like uh, Sunny Coast Brewers uh, get along real well and collaborative and support each other brilliantly. But. Does that
1: help them get votes in the House One Hundred? Though that they're collaborating. Well, that's I don't the thing. Know, yeah. That yeah. That yeah. Necessarily, and would. again,
2: there was a lot of chat amongst us, the the brewers. There was a lot of competitive mm. tension that was sort of oh, that I was okay. picking up um, yeah, yeah. between brewers. You know, oh, isn't it awesome? We're all doing so well. Oh, gee, I'd really like to see my beer doing better. Um, yeah. And that, and that's where yeah. you sort of get that competitive well, edge. But Tasmania, on, on that, Matt,
0: because we, we've spoken about um, Bolter,
2: we've spoken about Pirate Life, we've spoken about Four Pines. Where's Green Beacon? Oh, mate, Green Beacon is probably a case study because, you know, d- did you remember when um, they were taken over and, uh, you know, I had a really great tra- chat with Adrian and he said, he said all the things you expect a brewery owner to, to say, um, they, uh, a- and then the next day I sort of said, look, you know, it's easy to say that but let's wait and see because... They were bought by Asahi at that stage, not by CUB. Yep. That then the two companies came together, and instead of being one of two um, Asahi breweries, they suddenly became one of you know all of the CUB brands. And CUB has had a little bit of a attention deficit, uh, you know, over the years. They can't walk and chew gum, you know. Yeah. Um. With, with so many things, you know, while juggling mm-hmm. seven balls. Um, yep. And, and whistling Dixie. And whistling Dixie. So they've lost a little bit of focus um, there, but then they've also lost a couple of key staff. Like uh, they, they had somebody come in from head office to, to be the, the, the GM and things I've heard is that, you know, Knew the beer business, but wasn't a beer person himself, um, and okay, okay. that loses a lot of guidance. You look at, you know, when you walk into Bolter, it is a beer lover run brewery, um, and you know, I look, I, I just suspect that, uh, yeah, and, and and you know, the the, the guys that drove it before the sale um, weren't, you know, it, as much as Mick and the the surface were involved in Bolter before the sale, and they with investment they were never the face of it. They were never setting the agenda. They were never driving it. It was Scotty and Stirls and, and, and you know, the, yep. the guys who are still there driving it. And so not a lot has changed. Um, I get the feeling with Green Beacon that there's a little bit more um, lack of direction there. But that, again, like, I, I don't have any knowledge in, inside, but that's just what I observed. You don't hear them. You don't really see them. Um, there's, you know... Um, so, yeah, so Green Beacon, in, in a state that is doing incredibly well and who makes beers um, that are incredibly deserving, that's where some of the things that aren't just marketing and things like that, it's it, it's engagement. And Green Beacon doesn't seem to be a brand that really engages outside of its own, um, you know, small well, Interesting audience. case study then, and I,
0: I point to the number six beer there, the Hawaiian Haze, um, is it, founders first a better I guess driver of craft than than the bigger Mighty group. Craft now, Pete. Mighty Craft,
2: Pete. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, Mighty Craft. <laughs> oh, look. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, what, what do you think, Claire? Because I I, mean, I, I, I,
1: I think when inevitably when you join a much bigger company, you have to conform to things that they do, to processes they have, to ways of working that they have. Whereas Mighty Craft, from day one, they were much smaller they had really got some really experienced guys behind them. Um, not in bit, but in the wider, like corporate finance type people. Um, so they, knew, they were good at what they're doing from a business perspective. But what they did is actually just say, right, we're only going to part own you. You just go off and do your own thing. So actually they don't own, they don't majority own a decent amount of the um, breweries that are in their portfolio but they do have um, and they do own some not, don't get me wrong but, no, no. A lot, they but do you were, think there's something to be
0: for that, that they mentor that they come in as a more of a mentor yeah role, absolutely the bigger to breweries up, I guess to, are seen as exactly. we own your ass like yeah. we are your own it's we a are little your bit your like that
1: masters. and I also think once you get bought by a bigger company like that you can you you'll have clauses in your contract after 3 years you can exit you can leave you don't you, you kind of haven't got as much skin the skin in the game that oh well, with
0: most the of other them and I know yeah with mountain goat and I know with bolter mm-hmm. that there are you know it, you don't get the full you know we'll give you half the check now yeah You've got to hang around and keep For going. For a couple of
1: years, make sure you do all right. But then after exactly. that...
0: Exactly, and then you get the other half of the check.
1: Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, they've got that incentive initially, but then after that, you're kind of like, oh, well, I can just leave. Whereas a lot of these are the ones, you slipstreams and everything that Mighty Craft have, they are still very much directing the ship in lots of different ways, lots of the practical day-to-day things. It's just some of the wider upscaling, expanding strategies that Craft helped them with. Um, and I don't think, from what I know and what I've heard of um, how MightyCraft operates, they don't often get involved into the day-to-day operations as much, whereas I can imagine being owned by a corporate, they would.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, and I still think there's, there's still a lot to be said for... It's all about... Um, uh, engaging and activating you know it, it's turning i'm a loyal drinker into well actually put your finger on the button and and open the the app and and vote um taking being able to take that next step and, and i guess having that level of trust or that level of yeah look at yeah yeah as i was going to say to paul um but we didn't get a chance at the end of the day you've still got to make good beer
1: yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, because,
0: because, yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, it, it's got to be that, oh, I, you know, I remember that beer because, as we've said 100 times before, this is not AIBA, this is not World Beer Cup, this is not judging beers based on, um, you know, set criteria. This is just, it's it's Marbo, it's the vibe and, and that's it. It's just the vibe. It's yeah. just like you, it, it's just, I, I want to vote for that beer because it's this combination of, they're really nice blokes, uh, and I, I've been to the tap room, and I, and I think uh, we shouldn't discount that. I think there's a lot to be said for you are a much better placed um, to to do well in the hottest 100 if you've got a, a, a consumer facing uh, experience, if you've got a tap room. or a, and you know, Pete, we've a just bar. had
2: number four. Um, oh, Larry, uh, your mate Larry at number four. So and there was that one from oh, one from last year. Up one from last so, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, nice. That's a good one.
0: Okay, well, that's that's. Is is that an interesting one, or is that kind of like oh, you know? Well, they've been the in Mike Well, Williamson it's good that they've say, maintained this.
1: Yeah, that's the main thing, and increased their position a little bit.
0: Because cool. I, I I think it's actually it's one of those things where it's um it it's sometimes it's better to be the hound than the hare. Like sometimes it's better at chasing because then once you actually get there, you go, well now what do I do?
1: Yeah, exactly. And how do uh, like I
0: now, maintain now, that? Now now, um, yeah. I, now I'm the hunted. When you yeah. when you become number one, mm-hmm. you're now the hunted, yeah, and, you've and got it's to a very different that spot. Yeah. And and it's and it's also I guess easier to assess failure. You know, if you drop from position four to position five, you go, oh that's not bad. I'm still in the top five. Yeah. But if you go, number one now i'm not number one now i'm you know shit sandwich for second
2: yeah you know,
0: along with along with 500 other beers
2: but again it's an interesting one and i'll, I'll make a couple of points okay uh last uh, last four have been queensland beers mm. really surprised like you know um, really crazy. surprising um still with xpa to go so potentially five uh yeah five of the top 10 will be queensland your mates, you know, last year there was a little bit of a, who are they? Um, you know, where do they come yeah, from? Yeah, yep, yep. And, you know, they've come back. So, you know, is there a blowback? Well, the other thing I'll say too with that, Matt, is because you and
0: I have, this is you know, shared experience that we can share with our listeners. Um, we were fortunate enough, I was up at the time, for whatever reason, might have been the Queensland Beer Awards, when your mates opened their, their brewery to the public for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we were then able to go back maybe a year later. Yep. Larry had improved 100. Yeah, like marketedly, you could tell these were guys who who could, who could brew a beer, but then when we came back, you go, oh, actually, no, they've like they've really tightened this up, and well done to them.
2: Oh, and, and there's so much to love about you know, you, and we've we, we had that would them on the happen. podcast. Um, you know, if this hadn't happened, would 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 they have had that incentive to geez, hang on, you know, I, I don't know, mate. They, they, look. Their enthusiasm is infectious. You can't meet them and not love yeah. their yeah. approach to it. Because they, they really are, when, you know, there is that trope about craft brewers who are just mates having a go. Um, and, you know, everyone, like, it, it, even some of these brands <laughs> that are, you know, marketing driven and not putting it on the label that I'd love to sort of bang on about you know they all want to pull that little bit of we're just mates having a go we just have mm-hmm. a big marketing budget and n- n- no desire to own stainless steel but you know the, <laughs> the, the the your mates guys are absolutely a couple of mates having a go you know they um they opened a place up at Nambour when they were still basically contract brewing and you know they, actually they've they've had a couple of cracks at trying to get the model right opening venues and, you know, oh, looking okay. at how they do it and, you know, they were still working their day jobs and running the thing, running themselves ragged and, you know, I remember calling up to see, well, three years ago, four years ago maybe, um, you know, and just sort of seeing them and they were just doing the very best that they could and so they, they embody so much about that and their passion and their enthusiasm, it, it's very hard to begrudge them their success but they've also been... You know, this year, much, much more active on, on on the marketing than probably I noticed last year where they were really marshalling their um, close fan base and did it very, yep. very successfully.
0: Is it important, Matt, do you think, for them to keep doing what it is that has made them what they are? Or do you think they need to grow?
2: All right, well, does, the, the, does that I, make sense? Like, I'll, like, I'll be I, honest. I, I really sorry. want
0: to see them hold on to that essence, that... that, that uh, that mateyness, that blokiness, that where, you know, a couple of guys just having a go. The business side, I'd like to see that, you know, to make sure that obviously you, you, you're doing what you can to be efficient. Yep. But I, I, that attitude, you don't want to see them kind of get... But it, that's, that.
2: that is the the hardest thing to do, um, in business from every business yeah, person I've yeah. spoken to and
0: a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing sometimes when you don't know <laughs> everything <laughs> you need to know you actually do it better it's then when you start listening to mentors or you start reading books or you
2: start or thinking, just scaling oh, we need is to, hard. you know start wearing a suit when you've got people under you making decisions um how do you imbue them with the spirit that you had um, and, and, you know, Stone and Wood are a brand that have done that very, very well. You know, Jamie, Ross and Brad are not involved in the day-to-day operations of the business. Um, and, you know, they've stepped back and we've got uh, Nick Boots, um, is there, and they even uh, had Benny Summons until recently. Who's recently moved on, yeah. Um, yeah, was the head of Fermentum, and then they've got their, their, their staff down. So, you know, creating a culture that survives the passage of the own, you know, not the, yeah, you know, the the, the I know one, what you mean. yeah um, of, of the owners is incredibly hard, and you you, you hope, and I, I hope that they're their quick studies, um, or that they've studied, and how how do they do that? Because um, it you know it, it look it's great to see. Them. I I'll be honest, a little bit surprised um, that they have gone up one. Um, I I thought they might have stayed in around the top ten, but as you said, they might have been I here this in, year. Yeah. I'll be honest now, I did think they might have dropped. Um, but that was, that, that was
0: only based on, I thought, there's a beer that I can't put my name on, That, that there's a beer that I can't name, that, a beer that I can't put my finger on, a beer that I I can't think of, that's going to you know jump into the into the top 10. And so far, I guess that that hasn't happened. So um, the top 10, apart from Barley Griffin, is it the same as Barley Griffin replaced Kaiju Crush? Oh no, because Ballistic Haze. Oh, and actually, and Goat.
2: Yeah, okay. um, yeah. So, so, who,
0: so, so who's dropped out from last year, Claire? Throws to special
2: comments. Sorry, she's got, it, she's uh, got a headset off uh, and she's <laughs> eating. So. Oh, my God, yeah. sorry. Well, we, were just, we were just sort of taking a sub out from the, uh, from sorry, the commentary. Uh, I'm commentary, commentary <laughs> when I don't have the video, when I'm not there you with don't you, don't and I'm relying on... Uh, That's web. it,
0: you
1: just dot me in.
0: I can't see Claire. Sorry about that,
1: Dale. <laughs> no worries.
0: The boom. Who's not in the room? <laughs> who's
1: definitely not in the room.
0: <laughs> Sorry about that.
1: Or is in um, the room, but, yeah, but otherwise predisposed. Um, it's yeah.
0: interesting that is there really much change in the in the top twenty at all?
1: Not really.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen. I mean, there's apart not much. The new. I, and look, I think that's. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, as I say, getting in the top one hundred. So the you know bad shepherds uh, peanut butter porter. It's it's not 100 times worse than whatever, you know, is announced as the as the number one beer. Um, it's just that... And, and look, I, I, I often think what would it be like if we created the Hottest 100 20 years ago rather than, you know, 10 or 11, 12 years ago, whatever it is now. Would there be
3: 100 um, to fit on the list?
0: Well, yeah, well, well, that was the thing, you know. When the first time that I was approached to write the, the, the Critics' Choice Australia's... Uh, best 100 beers, um, there were people who said, well, you're not even going to get 100 different beers, let alone, you know, the, the, be, be able to rank them. Um, and that certainly changed from the first one we did to the sixth one, which I think was the last one that we did. Um, the number of breweries, you know, really grew. And, you know, there's, there's so, so many reasons for that. And I think, you know, Brews News, Crafty Pint, um, everyone else who's, who's, I guess, promoting... Um, this community is responsible for that because there are so many people out there going, you know, uh, who are exposed to that innovation, to that quality, to that, you know, striving to do something different that, that's not just mainstream beer, um, has created this this whole thing at, of which the, you know, the Gab's Hottest 100 is, is a, a very large part. And I say, it, it's a great snapshot. And, yeah, for those people, you oh, know, it's just a popularity contest. Well, oh, duh. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only,
1: it is. <laughs> it, it
0: only pretends to, it doesn't yeah, pretend yeah. to be anything else.
1: And it's not an absolute indicator of success. Like, you haven't reached the pinnacle of life if you're on it. But it's a nice indicator. It, like, tells us a little bit about the industry. It's guess yard test.
2: I've, I've almost got a diagonal. Pete, now, just as we come up, now, uh, somebody in the, um, I think it was James Davidson in the uh, chat room did say that Easy Times he, he, must have usually a beer in, beer, beer in the top uh, top three. Um, it's not like him to
0: post a comment. Yeah. <laughs> you, but, uh, no, no, well,
2: well no, um, we, we chose Easy Times uh, as our host, and we've been enjoying some uh, great beers here because they didn't have a dog in the hunt, um, so there was no, no one could accuse us of uh, doing it, but I'd actually like to welcome their head brewer. three um, who, <laughs> <laughs> up, up until the uh, last couple of weeks, they've just been uh, the carers of some expensive stainless steel, but they are almost a fully-fledged uh, brewery. So, Karen Mc- it's Karen McCarthy, isn't it? That's right. Curran um, McCarthy, uh, welcome to uh, The Hottest 100 Live. Thanks, Matt. Mate, thank you very much for hosting us. Now, uh, it must be exciting, given your background at Black Hops before you came to Easy Time, um, you, you spent a bit of time. Tell us a little bit about your background as a brewer.
9: Okay. So um, I worked at Black Ops for, what, two, two and a half years? Um, finished up working with them in November, the year before last.
2: Sorry, I'll, I'll just break in. We do have uh, number three announced, uh, which is Bolter okay. XBA. Oh, well done. Oh. So why did you hold two fingers up then, okay. mate? I oh, one well, <laughs> <laughs> that's better. But, <laughs> mate, that, no, no one else could see uh, it. I'm she so I'm so glad glad didn't have to point it out, but he did. <laughs> so they've dropped from number two, uh, is what yeah. I was saying, oh, oh, is that?
9: Ah, oh, see, see, I didn't read the code. So there you go.
2: So uh, we'll, we'll come back, but Curran, uh, you finish telling us a little bit about yourself?
9: Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, I was with Black Ops for, about two and a half years? Um, finished up with them and found the job with Easy Times a few months later. Um, yeah, obviously with everything that's happened the past year, it's been a bit of a... Slog getting this place open <laughs> um, How
2: is it stepping from being a you know like a support act um, for want of a better term at a, at a brewery just sort of stepping in and you are the the, the, the guy um, or the or the, the, the person?
9: It's um it's been uh, it's it's, pl- it's been interesting <laughs> <laughs> I it's
1: find that as well because you can blame like I can blame Matt if things go wrong, but yeah, <laughs> you haven't got anyone to blame now.
3: I,
9: Oh, in the like setup of the brewery i've been able to blame almost everyone else. Oh God, <laughs> the tradies have got it wrong the DA was wrong like there's miscommunication between this person and that person but hey Karen, just that do what Matt does and just it, so if say if really it's squarely on my shoulders so it's if it's a big beer gets COVID. infected it's going to be well Karen, what did you do wrong yeah, so exactly. did you clean the tank properly
1: so much pressure yeah, oh yeah oh you'll be alright yeah. So when, uh, when do you think you're gonna have everything when, when are we gonna be getting an easy time's beer when am I gonna get one pulled for me uh, <laughs> next week fingers next crossed. week yeah. fantastic
9: oh um, brilliant we've had a couple of beers in tank for the past two three weeks mm-hmm. um, a couple of them terminal we're just waiting for them to pass their final sensory testing and once that's done We'll yeah, chill them, well. we'll transfer them, and we'll cake them.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Um, and do you want to tell everyone what they are? What you're going with first? Of course. I'm always so interested what people go with. I think it says a lot what they want to put in the core range or their first gears.
9: Uh, some of these are going to be like first releases, some of these won't be core range. Mm-hmm. But the first beer we're going to be bringing out is going to be a Tropical parallel. Yes. We've hopped it with uh, Waiti, Eldorado, and Osaka. Mm-hmm. Um, the next beer, shortly after that, is going to be a Hazy IPA. Um, cool. We've used yep. HPA's new hop Eclipse. It comes up with all these like, massive mandarin notes. It's amazing. Mm. And then we've got a lager in tank that's fermenting, and we've also got a lemon meringue sour for a sour event we're having later on in the year. Yeah.
1: You told me about that one. I'm really excited okay. about that one.
9: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay.
2: One. Um, Karen, you hang around with us. And, uh, have you been watching the Hottest 100? Have you got any thoughts on the styles that are d- or, or, or the way that the uh, list is shaping up?
9: Not so much on the styles. I'm actually stoked to see Black Ops Goat place in the fifth though. Yeah, Being cool. a beer that I used to brew and, you know, obviously massive props to Gov's and the boys for the work they do. It's great to see them play so highly.
2: What is their secret sauce? Because, you know, obviously there, there are a lot of brands. They've grown very, very quickly and very, very strongly. But then they're also, you know, they're, they're winning quality awards um, at competitions. But then we're also seeing their brand cut through with uh, things like this, uh, you know, what did you notice about them that makes them special
9: oh um just the attention to detail they have to be fair i mean it's from the top down so obviously with govs being the brewmaster there and then gaz is the head brewer um just from there down they have a culture of you know attention to detail and quality and yeah that's sure. that's i guess that's the best way of putting it up putting it putting it.
2: But they've created such buzz and one of the things we've been talking about consistently during this countdown is buzz matters when it comes to something like this. You know, not just having people know who you are but having them engage um, with you. What is it about them that you think that really has led to people engage with the brand?
9: I think a lot of it is to do with the way they're I can actually hear myself now, wow. (laughs) 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 It's very strange. Um, When I was there, I was there from, I guess, earlier on. Like, sort of early in the Black Ops story. Yep. Um, And just the way that they, as the owners, engage with the people that sell their beer and they have events with. Like, even towards the end of my tenure with Black Ops, the owners, Govs, Dan, Eddie, um, the sales reps, all of them were going to events that, like, even just small little bar events. Like, a beer launch here. Like, this bar's taken on a contract with us, so we're going to go and, or with them, sorry, we're going to have you know go and have an event for them it's just there's i guess the for the buzz with black ops it's like that personal touch that they got or the struggling for words here personal (laughs) touch that the people buying or selling the beer for black ops got from like the actual owners and not just from sales yeah that's cool does that that make sense yeah absolutely
1: and is that something you want to bring into easy times as well absolutely yeah. yeah nice one
2: um, we, we've got a couple of minutes. What, what do we want to do, guys? Do we want to get somebody on the phone? Do we, do we want to, uh... <laughs> Dangerous. Well... Yeah, line somebody up but while we do that, because I don't know if Curran can hear me. Bolter's number three, so yeah. w- do, do we agree that, you know, the top three are going to be the same as last year and it's just an order thing? Well, hang on, Bol- Bolter XBA was, was four, was it? Or was Larry four? No, Larry was four. Bolter XBA is three. Three. Um, so just sort of and the we've got, and we've got Crankshaft. So we got, yeah. They still haven't appeared. So unless
0: one of those or both of those have made a (laughs) mighty fall and two beers that we've never heard of have made (laughs) mighty leaps, let's assume that they're going to be one, two in any particular order. Uh, uh,
2: What what do do you reckon? Do you reckon uh, it's going to be oh oh. oh, oh. Um,
9: What do you reckon, Karen? I mean, if Bolter Bolter isn't number one and that means Stone and Wood could also not be a number one so there could be someone else in there so I mean, yeah. I mean yeah, obviously, yeah. Obviously, obviously Crankshaft is there but Handsome
0: Elvis could uh, could sneak in at number Ooh, one I'd like to see, like see Handsome Elvis there
3: <laughs> <laughs> it I I was sorry. interesting
0: that Karen uh, you were talking before about um the, the tropical uh pale is the, the the first one that you've you've sort of cranked up with is that uh, deliberate in, in terms of um looking at the Queensland market and saying this is something that's going to sell here or just saying everyone else has got one sort of we we should have one too
9: kind of neither i I've, I've had a couple of like really good examples of tropical pale owls and I'm, I'm like well I, I really want to make my make my. Blah. Make one myself. I know what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more about um, making a good tropical pale that I'm happy with and then getting people to drink it rather than yeah. this is what's going to sell nah, or anything yeah. like that.
0: Excellent. And I don't know who supplies your hops, but um, you might be interested to know that Yakima Chief Hops is a 100% grower-owned global hop supplier based in the Pacific Northwest, Current. Um, their mission is to connect family hop farms to the world's finest brewers, much like yourself. Their hop products are available through your mates at Cryo Malt. Seamless.
9: Think I think I may have already ordered some. Hey, oh, there we that's what we like go. to see.
0: <laughs> we, we know people. We might be able to get the deal. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case he was worried about, uh, you know, renewing the uh, the
2: membership. I don't you know, know, know about good. you guys, but this suspense is killing me because...
1: You're a bit tense. <laughs> <laughs> you're,
3: you're
2: well, <laughs> because once we know number two, we know number one. Yeah, And yeah. then there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: They I almost agree. really... We, we we probably should have have Unless, of course, number two is just
9: some beer from a backwater part of Australia. Imagine. Well, and
1: it just completely knocks...
0: Sorry, Pete, could, it be another, could it be another Hawks beer? <laughs> I didn't uh, or Hawker's beer? Hey, oh, yeah, well, speaking of which, wasn't it? I was getting messages from Muzzin. <laughs> I reckon he was getting a semi every time he
2: saw it. He go, oh, oh no, it's Hawks, not Hawker. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was so funny to listen to uh, you on the Sunday Session uh, podcast with Muzzin. Um, you know, Muzzin's so basically going. Or oh, it's you know, I won't do the accent the way you no, do, no, P, no. but yeah, no, it <laughs> yeah, please don't. I, great, good on I'm him, good on him. Like I, aisle, I've got nothing it? against. It, I've got nothing, but it's shit. I've got nothing against it. I've got nothing, but I, only popular beers win. I've got nothing, nothing yeah. against it. But and he must be hating gonna, having to. Yeah. You know, it, it must be tearing him apart that he's got a beer in the hottest one hundred that he can celebrate having a hottest one hundred beer for a change. Yeah, exactly. But, and, and look, and this is the thing that. Um, and look, at it, uh, yeah.
0: Hawkers is, is almost the exception that that proves the rule um, because they've got a really good, strong core range. Their, their, their outside beers, if you like, are great beers and, and they, they don't brew bad beers. They've never brewed a bad beer, but they just can't seem to garner. Now, whether it's, whether it's because their core range is too broad or I do think Victorian breweries do suffer from there are so many breweries and it's uh there's such a strong community that the love is shared um and using the example of um you know whether it be black ops on the gold coast and and bolter on the gold coast or the you know ten toes and your mates on the sunshine coast i think it is easier and, and canberra is probably the best example of being able to galvanize your your support base um uh uh, parochially, like by by saying you know this you know support Canberra, vote for Canberra beers. Whereas Victoria, it's a lot harder. Where's Fixation? Fixation makes some of the best beers. Um, and, and does that change? You know now that two birds and two birds is there a two birds beer in the top one hundred? I don't think I've seen one.
2: No, yeah. actually, you, you make a good point. And fixation and they, they is, brew, is, is they a brew real beers. surprise. They, but they, then they again, brew, great beers. but
0: but but the love is shared. Has Fixation been out thinly. there
2: spruiking? Ooh. There's been
0: plenty of not necessarily there's been a lot of uh fixation uh, social media posts not necessarily specifically hottest 100.
2: Okay. Okay. So maybe And I don't
0: know whether that's been a deliberate attempt to say oh. avoid Sounds using like
2: the result. wood Pacific Island number oh. 2. There we go. Oh, oh. Whoa. oh. oh my god. Uh, we're that's not going to be
0: able to get Richard
2: on now are we? He's not going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd we, we may not get him, so we might actually... Um, oh, good. it could be wow. handsome Elvis. We, we might get uh, we're Nick we're Boots it's from cring-sharp. Stone and Wood. Uh, do you want to hang around for a little bit longer, Curran? You're more than welcome to. It. Yeah, no, I, I did. We'll get, we might get uh, Nick Boots uh, on the phone, um, live from... Can I, can
0: I just say too, Matt, just, just quickly, just before we let Curran go... Um, no, he, he's, he's going to hang around. The, some of the best fun I've ever had uh, in my other uh, guys as uh, working with the post project, doing um, we were doing some work for, for Barrett Burst and Malt actually. And um, it was just the most fun day on set. We were down at, at Black Hops and poor Karen, he just kept walking in at the wrong time. And then he go, Oh, I better go around in the other door. And then he came in left of shot. And we just had to keep reshooting because Karen just kept turning <laughs> up with us. <laughs> and it, now, fair to go, mate, it was like we laugh about it now. Uh, I know. <laughs> the, the, the director and the producer, really, oh, God, not again. But it was the funnest day I've ever had outside of outside of beer. It was just sensational. So but thank the, you for
2: Things it. are going off. Uh, yeah, they
1: went wild over there, yeah. didn't A- they? A lot of excitement. Easy loving it.
2: So, uh, yeah, so we, we might see if we can get Nick Boots on the phone. Um, and Nick, Nick is on the phone. Nick, welcome to the uh, Radio Brews News live countdown of the Gab's Hottest 100.
7: Thank you, mate. Thank you. Happy to join you. Great day.
2: Mate, uh down one, but you must still be happy with the uh the, the end result
7: yeah absolutely absolutely wrapped you know that what are we twelve twelve years on the podium and we've been you know one two three back up to two back to one two this year um you know that's it's fantastic and um you know first and foremost we're just absolutely um you know pumped for the to see how well the industry's performed again from an independent point of view and, um, you know, say big thanks to all our drinkers and loyal supporters out there for um, putting us up there at number two with the original Pacific
2: And if you're going to lose to anyone you'd kind of have to uh, like assuming it plays out the, the, the way that it seems to be uh, expected now <laughs> if you're going to lose yeah. out to anybody uh, Richard's not a bad guy to lose, you know, you, you, there'd certainly be a lot of respect there.
7: Completely, you know, and I've been uh, I've been sharing texts with John O'Ward, their uh, their DMMD uh, all afternoon, staring each other, um, and uh, we were we were wrapped that you know it felt like it was down to the two of us, um, and um, you know we're stoked for them. It's great to see another uh, indie brand potentially, um, you know, uh, up there at number one. We're we're very happy for them.
2: I. I... I don't know if you've been listening. No doubt you've been uh, fairly busy um, in, in the – because you're down at Stone and Wood, aren't you, in, in, in the uh, um, campus? Or w- w- what do you call the Stone and Wood Brewery, just the Stone and Wood Brewery, uh, the, the Byron Bay Brewery? Yeah, right? mate. yeah, that's it, mate. Yes, I have been down there having a few
7: drinks with
2: punters. <laughs> punters, love that word. Um, the, orig- <laughs> the original Pacific Ale Brewery. The original Pacific Ale Brewery. <laughs> um, there, there's been a bit of a chat this afternoon about what gets beers – Featuring, you know, high up on the list, and there's been a lot of campaigning, you know, a lot of activity, a lot of activating of, uh, you know, um, passionate supporters on this. Stonerwood seems to have been a little bit quieter this year than, you know, maybe they they have in the uh, in the past. Is that? Am I getting a feeling by comparison, or have you decided to take a step back this year? Uh,
7: mate, it's interesting you say that, um, and I wasn't going to mention it, so I didn't want it to sound. You know, sour grapey, This most certainly not. Uh, but yeah, we did. We um, we uh, we reduced our efforts this year by about a third, um, uh, consciously. We we thought it probably got a little bit carried away last year, um, uh, and I think this year probably to the next degree. So we we ac- um, actively took a little step back uh, this year, and we said, let um, let our beers and brands perform. Uh, to the best of their ability without using our social media um, presence. Uh, and um, you know and, and we did that and we're absolutely no regret uh, for that. We've still finished on the podium really strongly. Great beer. Um, we're selling everything we're making. Um we're trading oil to trade customers and drinkers that um, you know we're 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 very, very pleased
2: awesome Mate, um, how important is uh, like a, a good result? Or have you guys noticed even a brand as big as Stone and Wood, which I think uh, you know is around a, the 14, 15 million litres, So it's a, like it's a, it's it's a coming off a larger base for a craft brewery. But do you notice a bounce when you get this, or is it pride and you know just knowing that you're still engaging when you you know have a top three finish? Yeah, good question, mate.
7: Look, I th- I think it's a, it's relevant. And it's just to ensure that we're maintaining relevance with with the growth of craft and so many new beers and brands on the market. Um, and it's just great to see the performance of, of some of them make huge gains this year. Um, it's great to know that we, um, you know, we're still relevant. And we're still playing a role. And you know, we can see the sales results. You know, and that's pleasing. But you know, when we get the the support uh, in this type of manner as well we know what we're doing is still resonating with our drinkers, um, with the community, with with our staff, um, you know, with, with everybody who supports the brand. So it, that's uh, satisfying, helps to sleep at night.
2: We, we talked to Jamie Cook uh, last week um, after the announcement of Two Birds, um, and, and he talked about how short, you know, you, you were running up to the capacity limits again. Um does something like this mean that you've got you're going to go to the brewery on Monday and have headaches? Um, you know, gone because you've suddenly had a flood flood of orders of people wanting to to, to stock it more.
7: Um, mate, we might pick up some some extra distribution, um, but uh, you know, as Jamie alluded to, um, mate, we haven't really got any beer to satisfy <laughs> uh, them. Uh, so, uh, my advice to anybody listening is go and. Um, uh, as a second option, there's some wonderful indie brands up there in the top 10 and top 20 that we haven't perhaps seen there before. Um, you know, give them an opportunity if you can't get your hands on Pacific Ale over the next couple of weeks because we're, uh, uh we're in a tight spot, but we're, uh, we're looking forward to making more and, but ensuring we hold our ground with our quality and that that's number one priority for us.
2: So, mate, what, what's next for Stone & Wood? We know that you've uh, got a potential brewery expansion, you know, uh, coming up, which is big news, but what's uh, what, what short-term news for, for what you guys are doing? Oh,
7: boy. Um, mate, it has been a busy couple of weeks, obviously, for the broader business. Uh, but, you know, we're, um, we're, we're focusing on maintaining momentum. We've got um, got another culture, uh release uh, only a week away, and we're, we're wrapped with how, with how they're going on a, on that eight-weekly basis. Um, Greenca- Coast and Cloudcatcher are going really nicely, and it's great to see Cloudcatcher in the top 50, uh, again, from a pale ale point of view. Um, mate, just keep on being consistent doing doing what we're doing, to be honest. We're not, you know, nothing's massively broken, so we don't need to change and try and fix anything significantly. Uh, it's just keep ourselves relevant and... Um, you know, and maintain the maintain the fire in the belly.
2: Actually, mentioning some of those names outside of Pacific Ale, how many top hundreds have you had?
7: Uh, oh. This uh, this
2: year? Yeah, the, 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 this year. How many? I'm I'm just sort of trying to go just back. Just cloud and, catcher at 32, I think.
7: Just just cloud uh, catcher, mate. Um, uh, and I. Um, Mate, to be honest, I, I, um, one of my focuses this year was, even though we did step back with our lobbying efforts, if you like, um, I, I was hoping for some some broader uh, results around some of our other brands, Gatherer, Green Coast Lager, etc. So I'll be interested to see what uh, 100 to 200 look like. Mm. Um, but, um, mate, and I think you know we released, I think we released eight or nine uh, limited release cultures during the year. So I think they all contribute to the dilution to a degree of, um, of the vote. And I, and I think Bolter uh, you know, probably saw a bit of that. This year they released some, some super beers, probably took a little bit away from XPA. Uh, so in a way, I, I think breadth of results, and again, I think Ben I said this to, uh, to them on a text 10 minutes ago. I think the breadth of their results uh, and Bolter's last year uh, arguably, a greater result, than finishing number one, and that just shows your strength across a portfolio, and then that's something that we'll keep, we'll keep aspiring to.
0: Nick Prof here. Um mate, I did see early on. I thought, oh, this is good, because you know I'm I'm a lot about nuance and subtlety, and it doesn't. You don't have to smack me around the chops with hops. A nice lager. <laughs> And bench Spokes just been. I'll just break Bench uh,
2: crankshaft just been named. No, this a <laughs> uh, But I was going to say uh, there, were, there were
0: lots of um, well lots of lagers in the in the early part. I was quite surprised. I, I I did think okay, well if these ones have come through, then green coasters has got to be there. Do you think maybe that people are finding Pacific? Ale, sorry, the original Pacific Ale, and and maybe that's getting them in. You know, that's almost like their their, their uh, gateway from lager into into craft, maybe.
7: Oh, look, I think it is prof, absolutely. I think it plays that role. So um, then to get them onto craft lager after that, um, it's perhaps the harder ask. Um, true. I, I think Green Coast was about 102 last year, if my memory serves me correctly. So I, I was hoping um, to edge into the top 100 this year, and we've seen some nice sales growth. So we're pleased with that. Uh, so, you know, perhaps Green Coast has, has suffered a little uh, by uh, the fact that we we didn't push it uh, in the voting a lot, but um, as far as brand health goes, so, we're really, um, we're really pleased. With what numbers like anyway, and, and the quality of the
2: product. Terrific. Well, yeah. uh, Booty, uh, thank you very much for, for joining us. I can imagine how things were going uh, down there once we got you on. Was, was is there a good crowd in?
7: Yeah, fantastic crowd. Great, great vibes. Uh, shouting everyone some beers and uh, thanking them for their support. Good to have a lot of the team here whether they be um, brewers, sales, marketing and um, giving everyone a pat on the back for another, another great year, which is um, probably going harder than we've ever seen before and uh, fingers crossed for the whole industry that we don't uh, have a repeat of that again.
2: Well, we might have to hit you up to use your boardroom next year and come down to Byron Bay. Uh, COVID and border restrictions and things uh, uh, permitting.
7: Absolutely. Very welcome, everyone.
2: Terrific. Well, Nick, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Celebrate with the rest of the team and send them our congratulations.
7: Will do. Thanks, guys, and thanks again for a great podcast.
2: Okay. Thanks, yes, mate. Nick. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks, Nick. You hopefully, hopefully you can get the counterculture
0: crew onto uh, brewing a Pilsner.
2: Oh, mate. Oh, um, up, up here at um, Brisbane, they do a cracking Pilsner prof, and uh, I was almost... Yeah, oh, at the Brisbane... At the Brisbane one. They brewery. do uh, oh, a okay. beautiful Pilsner. Yeah, no, they, they, they really do. Um, now, guys, what do you... Uh, I've just seen there's been a bit of a discussion about how much the um, bent spoke sales manager made for his $50 bet. And from memory, it was sixes. Um, was it tens or sixes?
0: No, no, no it, it, uh, $5.50, I think he, he would have come out with. What did he? But what, He put 50 he put, he put fifty on a
2: $10 or $10.50. Oh, $10 $10 1. Okay, then it will be five fifty. Okay, yeah. so it was 10 to one. I thought it was sixes. Who wants to give me odds that we can't get Richard if we try and call him now? <laughs>
0: no, no, he, he will answer.
2: He will Guaranteed. answer. We'll, we'll <laughs> guarantee. Okay, our, our producer
0: John is uh, just going to go see. I'll, uh... Oh, and I've got I've got my diagonal. <laughs> <laughs> We should probably just point out while we're, uh, while we're getting uh, Richard back on the line that uh, uh, we've been doing a bit of um, buzzword bingo, you bastards, um, which <laughs> yeah. is the, the host version. So <laughs> we've, been, we've been following the social media, and every time one of you peanuts does something like, oh, geez, that, that really should have got up, uh, I thought that would have uh, polled higher but <laughs> as we've ticked off one of the boxes. Um, I finally got my last one, which is um, Stonewood Pacific Ale in at number two. Rigged mate, so was, <laughs> I got my, I got my yes. diagonal. Oh, I yeah. love it! Absolutely, uh, uh, we good beer, but so many better beers. <laughs> there, uh, this is a supermarket beer. Um, Ooh. We'll have have my next one,
2: um, oh, where was that? That's not in our chat room. I would have expected no, no, no. This is on
0: a, a different one, yeah. Oh, oh no, no, definitely not ours, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, nothing, um. Yeah, you're not going to get any surprises reading any of these uh, these comments. Have we got Richard back? No, no, I'm getting a no. shrug and no. a shake from, uh, <laughs> no. from our producer, <laughs> John. No, no. So
2: yeah. I, he might have him now. We, we're getting crickets? No, yeah, yeah. getting crickets. Too bad. <laughs> oh, too bad
0: Bolter isn't an independent brewery anymore. Uh, oh, Frank's really? Yeah. More Queensland goodness. There we hey, go, that's a good one.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll just bring in our, uh, our special guest, what, what's your feeling about independence? Obviously, black cops never made any secret that if they had the right offer coming knocking on their door <laughs> that they would take the money. <laughs> Sold. Um, Wouldn't we all? Yeah. Anybody who says different. W- with those three guys involved in the business, presuming that, you know, hypothetically, someone who comes in, money bags, you know, they're, they're swimming around in the uh, malt room, swimming through the through the money. But with the same three guys involved, do you reckon that it would keep the same feeling, um, but with better resources?
9: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that it w- would have changed at all. Um, yeah. I mean, Dan, Eddie, Govs, they're all good guys to work for. Yep. And I think if they had a, say, hypothetically, if they had a, a similar deal to Balter, you know, you have X amount of years to perform, then that's your, like, when your payout hits. I imagine that the, um... Uh, not very articulate today, I'm sorry. No, that's <laughs> okay. you I've got brewing to do. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. like in the can <laughs> brew. I, I can't see any way that uh, Black Ops would have changed if they were still involved, but... Not independent.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you reckon yeah. those guys, though? That, like you were saying before, that uh, even if it's a, a small, um, you know, a, a tap takeover or a you know some sort of event, the the guys are still there like they're they're not sending out their minions they're not um and because a lot of places will uh, not necessarily get agency staff but they'll get you know somebody else will represent the brewery and and then the pundits turn up and go oh no you're not the person i see on all the you know the social media posts or the advertising or or what have you so how, how important is it that like the guys obviously genuinely seem to still love the fact that they are the black hops guys
9: yeah yeah they um they definitely do um, and from what I've seen like, I haven't had much to do with them in the past year but I don't think they do that I'm pretty sure that it's pretty much all just their sales reps and their guys going out to events
1: Yeah, and I think it goes yeah. back to like authenticity as well I think this is why people want that's part of the reason why people like the independence label on things or the local thing or whatever is because there's that that level of authenticity when you know who's brewed it and you know that they do it and y- they will come to you and they're down to earth enough not to be like, oh, I'm too important to come visit you and all that kind of stuff. Not saying that anybody does that, but it's nice in a, to see it outright, isn't it? That they've got that down to earth. They're yeah. still like sort of there. It's nice to the to still, have That's yeah. still a personal
9: touch thing
0: going
1: exactly. on. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I think that uh, that is relevant with, um, with a lot of the, the drinkers because. Matt often puts it beautifully you know we we make political decisions when we um when we purchase we and what we're doing is when we're buying whether it be independent or whether we're buying local we're making a decision you know an ideological decision on where we want to see um the the industry that makes that product you know into the future so if you want to just get cheap beer, there's plenty of that around and we can go back to drinking mainstream beer made by, you know, multinational owned companies that, you know, pumped out of a factory. Or we can go to the farmer's market and get, you know, that the, the $9 loaf of, of handmade sourdough. But it's sourdough that's been, you know, uh, proved for 18 hours or, you know, whatever <laughs> it might be. And you can taste the difference. You go, I, it's not about the price. It's about I want that. Bre- uh, that bakery to survive. I want that brewery to survive, yeah. so that I can I can keep choosing to to have that beer. And if other people find it, that that's great. But you know, you, you're making a personal decision.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the... a, a, absolutely. And it's you know, it, it you, you just can't step away from that. That we 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 drink with our hearts, and you know, there, there is an emotional yeah. bintang effect as well. In that you know, if independence means something to you, an independent beer will mean, will will taste better, like you can't taste independence it doesn't affect the beer that's in the can but if independence matters to you that beer will taste better um and you know so when people go oh, it's, you know it doesn't taste as good when it's sold out maybe it doesn't to them
0: yeah 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 no 100 percent. i'm just going to read out random uh, comments and see what you guys think <laughs> as well i'm finding online you need you need to change the rules if you're in the top 10 for three years you need to be retired
3: what? Why? <laughs> Why? Someone, oh, well, the actually, same
0: one, two, three for at least three years now. So this is this is all about equity and equality, isn't it? Equality well, of outcome rather is, than of opportunity.
2: If, if you've won a gold medal at the AIBAs, you shouldn't be allowed because you're making too good beer and it's not fair on the rest of us. <laughs> and we don't want to, yeah, you're showing up the shit brewers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's oh, go. Yeah. I'm not, not going to name any of these. Plans, no. but, um, but
2: look, do yeah, you Give us more, Pete? Because I, I haven't. I've been so busy. I haven't yeah. had a laugh all
0: day. All right. Yeah, I'll <laughs> see what else I can find. Because oh, they just okay. keep adding to it. Yeah, it's uh, they. They just can't help themselves. Uh, but uh, look, to be fair, uh, where? What are we now? We're uh, ten past five in the afternoon, and a lot of these people have been drinking since midday. So doing a bit of.
2: They do like They do the hottest 100, which is the like the open, you know, the the, the open um, event. Any you know anyone can turn up and play. Yeah. But then they've yeah. got the sub lists. The, the the hottest um, 100 independents. They've got the hottest 100, You know, the, the the 100 new beers. And they do cut these lists in a variety of ways, so that everyone. You know, so, so you, you can feel sort of see, all up. So
0: you can, yeah, you can see your achievement based on uh, like for like, rather than you yeah. competing. Somebody who's being at this, this is my, my, one of my favourites. I think <clears throat> being in the top three for eleven consecutive years isn't something to be proud of. <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow! So the is there any
1: justification for that? One,
0: <laughs> <Yeah. or>? Yes, <laughs> cool. yes, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, it okay. just highlights the problem with this competition. Restricted to beers released in the past year, make the voters actually think about their top five instead of picking the same beers each year. And you'd and have 16 and people voting. Be uh,
2: because, like, mate, I, I can't keep track of... I, 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 the, That's I, a we'll different out, list altogether. D- 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 the the number one beer would have, like, 78 votes. Yeah. Because... What a way to exclude anyone that has a casual interest in beer. Yeah. But... And and talking about you know creating a telephone box gang for voters, where you have to keep track with one of the most you know um, vibrant and ever changing industries, um, by knowing what was made this year—that's just ridiculous. Hopefully, that wasn't from a listener. No, I'm, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 none of the, none of these are ours. Don't worry about that. Um, mm, this is a
0: cracker. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Get a great northern and add a liberal dash of passiona, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mate, well, it's, I'm, I'm actually whoever that was, I'm with them. And, and uh, that's and the and put that's some key like
0: to producing craft beers. Give yeah. me well, ideas well, for uh, my next uh, brew at Easy times. <laughs> ah, the, the mass-produced crafty holds the podium once again. Who? Uh, what? So these are all coming from uh, from different posts across different uh, uh, okay. groups um, yeah. for, for for different beers, but uh, yeah, still massively overrated. But at least it's not winning number one. And that was about Bolter XBA. Oh,
3: there
2: you go. Oh. So yeah, That's look,
3: you know,
9: right? some <laughs> salt in these comments. Yeah, yeah
2: no, so <laughs> no, much th- salt. This so is much uh, th- This is a Facebook <laughs> vlog group. That yeah. You know, Actually, yeah. as a brewer, yeah. do you monitor the Facebook groups to yeah. sort of see what people are do saying? You like, go and have a
9: look? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> 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 I get people, oh, I get, we had a few reviews on uh, Brisbane Beer Barons when we had our first batch of Hazy Times come out, and <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> frothed it. And I had people tell me, go and look on Beer Barons to look at the reviews. <laughs> which is, it's nice to review them, but I don't. I don't, I don't creep the comments to see oh, what do people think about my mm. beer.
1: And I know some brewers are quite prolific. And you know, as soon as they get mentioned, they're on it, like, instantly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I know that was you. <laughs> but some people just don't care at all. It's really interesting yeah. to see everyone's perspective on whether... Yeah. <laughs> whether don't fear don't, don't the
9: trolls. <laughs> that's my we
2: uh, Well, yeah, yeah. well <laughs> see, I, I hate sitting in airports with time on my hands because that's when you sort of flick through. And, you know... You, you, there are you, rabbit holes, aren't there, Matt, where you, you <laughs>
0: just get into these discussions and you go, oh, I want to comment. Don't comment. Oh, well, I, want to comment. I, I don't comment. But then it's
2: easy when, like, I need when, to when reply. you're constantly busy. So you read it and it sort of sits there in your head as a little <laughs> earworm, but you just don't have time. But when you're sitting in an airport and you see it's something and Too you've much got time the time, that's. And, how, how would you
0: reply to some of these, Matt? Because I've now jumped off the official sites and I've gone. Can could, could,
2: could I just say, uh, just welcome another we... guest, uh, Pete uh, <laughs> Bradlow from Railings, uh, good sponsors of the uh, of the podcast. And uh, actually, uh, who won? You, well, we did fight this idea, didn't get much response, but you guys have uh, kicked in a two thousand dollar voucher. Um, 2,200 Matt. Twenty well, 22. plus GST I was going to add the plus GST, GST. Um, <laughs> for the highest new like entry highest new you brewery can, yeah. new brewery. brewery and uh, who, who was I think it's Cronulla at this stage I have to go back and look at all the... Awesome. They can change their labels. You yeah, know yeah. what oh. they can do? To <laughs> actually <laughs> say, we don't own a brewery. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> what a... Uh. Yeah, there's an ad for Rattling. Oh, yeah. Well, hang on. Say, it does say, say new brewery. brewery. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. No, garage. that's fine. Well, it does say hmm. new brewery. Yeah, the, read
0: the fine print. There so, you so now, I, so now, Brad, I did a proper one. I I knew there was not going to be a pilsner in the top 50, so I made an outrageous dare claim <laughs> that I would drink a, a hazy in the shower and take a selfie if a pilsner got into the top 50. No, they didn't. But it was never going to happen. No, that there, was a wasn't, a, there wasn't. a pilsner in the top 100. There you go. There was not yeah. a, single, a single pilsner. What? Hey, Matt, here's a good one. Uh, what a joke! The whole thing breathes on the craft industry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what? Even know what on the craft breathes. But breathes on all feasts well, it, no, it says breed. I'm reading it okay. as it's written. Um, what an average one hundred. The divide between popular and quality are at polar ends of the universe.
2: Ooh. Oh, sorry, just got a text staffy. from just got the a text from, uh, from uh, Richard Watkins. So uh, uh, let's just work on that. So he, can't, he, he can't hear the phone. No, he's just said I can chat if you want. <laughs> pay, pay, if we paid have four to. votes, bullshit list. <laughs> paid for oh, anyway. Oh, no, stop it, yeah. now. I am.
0: Come on. <laughs>
1: he's gonna, he's gonna, you're winding him up now. now I, got,
0: I got, more. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, what a joke! It? The whole. Oh, he's, he's written the same thing. Somebody's cutting and pasting. I'm going to name him in a minute. Uh, is no, it someone? Right. Is it someone? This is in one of our favourite
2: groups. Okay, but is it someone that we? There's a few of them.
0: No, no. Oh God, no, no.
2: Now, good, serious, serious question. Uh, I get, uh, were there any lacto-laden pale ales, dessert pastry any, IPAs? Didn't see any pastry stouts? No, I didn't see... Didn't Actually, the we Tento's Culture Sour get in there? Were a few yeah, yeah. Tento's ten 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 oh, ten
1: Culture Kick Sours, Blueberry Pastry that Sour. Anyone surprised K-T. by the,
0: the the number of sours that weren't... The, the, cause that was the one I think too that we a category that we thought might, might grow with the um, getting people outside
2: of the bubble uh, in. So, Pete, I'll just uh, jump in because I, I, I think I we might it. have so a, uh, uh, a, 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 a Richard Watkins on the phone. Richard,
4: <laughs> G'day, guys, how you going,
2: mate? How are you hey. going? Is a question. Congratulations, uh, actually. Yeah, thank you much. We, we might uh, just give a little hey, bit Rich. of. A
0: My my guess is that there is zero social distancing going on in Canberra just at the minute.
2: Hold on, Pete. We just got the. This is for you, (laughs) Rich. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit
4: of that, a little bit of that. But um, yeah, no, pretty, uh, pretty flattered to be honest, pretty humbled.
2: Mate, how how are you feeling about uh, marketing the the awards now?
4: (laughs) Oh look, I mean, I still stick by my earlier comments. I really do. I mean, we we've done really well, yes. Today we have, and um, look, um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, this isn't isn't voted on by, you know, judges. Um, This isn't, like, yeah, voted on by beer judges. Sometimes get it wrong, sometimes get it right. This is voted on by the people who buy your beer. So at the end of the day, um, we've we've put our name out there a little bit more than we have in the past, and um, hopefully that's um, allowed a few more people to actually vote for us. Um, I think... um, I think the big thing today, though, is really is that an IPA is actually just one of the, the, you know, the, the favourite beer in the hottest 100. So I think that shows the, the growth of our industry. It shows maturity in our industry now that, that we've got an IPA that's been able to come through all those these drinking and pails and, and knock off um, some of the really big brands that have really defined our industry. Um, I think that's the big story for me today.
0: And mate, the first the first IPA since Hop Hog to uh, take the number one spot on the podium, I think.
4: Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, obviously Hop Hog was, um, you know, one of those beers that um, uh, I think every brewer coming through that time when Brendan was brewing at Ferrell um, right back, you know, 10, 15 or 10, 14 years ago, whatever it was, um, was trying to emulate. It was like the beer to go to in terms of an IPA and that Hop Ford style and, I think um, a lot should be, uh, you know, a lot should be said about Brendan and, and him paving the way for that, that you know, that, that hop beer to be part of uh, what everyone's trying to do at the moment.
2: Yeah, 100%. Mate, well I, I remember, I, I don't think it was on our podcast. I think it was when I made an appearance on your own uh, Facebook Live event and I asked you about, um, you know, things like uh, seltzers and some of the things that are coming through and... You know, it really stuck with me. that You said there's there's a lot that we can still do in beer to target that that that, that same audience. Um, you know, is, is it good to see the, the the breadth of styles and flavors and interests in, in in terms of creating an inclusive set of beers to keep people in category without having to branch out into beer adjacent?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't say I couldn't be more stronger about this, and probably a lot of other things including excise that I'm passionate about. Um I really believe that that we have so much to offer in traditional beer styles like OIPA um that we really need to get our consumers um aware of. We I, I really share Charlie Hodgins' thoughts that um that he he you know that the show that you have with him mm. in terms of we don't need to go bizarre. There's a place for bizarre. And it, there's definitely a place, there's definitely a place in a brew pub once you have those nice core range, um, you know, traditional beer style beers, um, that's approachable and can get people. There's so many people out there who haven't even tried a craft beer yet. And we're trying to, we're trying to cater for all the craft beer drinkers that want something different every day. We, we, as breweries, I think I can, I can definitely say that part of our, our growth has been around just sticking to what we do and making good hop-forward beers and backing ourselves. We haven't put out any crazy beers in a can, you know? we put out good style-based beers that resonate with, with people that are coming into our into our market. Um, and I think we really need to, as breweries, as, a, as brewers, we really need to focus a little bit more on that. And I think we would see better growth. I think a lot of people who drink beer... Uh, mainstream beer are uh, turned off by coming into our industry because they see the word milkshake associated with the beer, and I just feel that, that that you know that's not not we're not ready for that in Australia. We haven't got maturity in our beer scene to really um, have that you know have that happen.
0: Yeah, and 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 on that too Richard I think um, we don't have the the population density say to compare to say the states where our five percent you know is a much smaller number than their five percent so you, you your pointy end of, of craft is just not enough to be sustainable across you know a number of breweries you, you you've, you've really got to make those bread and butter styles um, and then slowly yeah edge them into you know the the experimental or the or even you know we talk about experimental you you know, it's not that long ago that traditional styles like a like a you know a Belgian wit or um, you know a goza were experimental styles, and now we're sort of you know getting people in certainly with sours, getting people into into beer who who perhaps don't like you know who, who think of everything they've ever tasted as you know a mainstream lager.
4: Absolutely, and one of the best things I saw earlier in the countdown was seeing some lagers in there, because I really feel like. Lagers resonate with people leaving mainstream beer and coming into craft beer, but we can't seem to get that right in Australia. We can't seem to to get that right uh, communication out to our uh, potential customers to say, hey, lager's not bad. Here's a lager that's got a little bit more flavour. How about you try that? We seem to just drop off a cliff with lagers, and I'm not sure exactly the answer to that. Um, We try ourselves without lager.
0: Yeah, do you think maybe it's price? It, it, people can. It, it's kind of like when you when you know a bottle of wine and you walk into Dan's and then you walk into the the restaurant and you go, oh no, I know I, I buy that bo- that bottle of wine all the time. I know how much that costs. This is a ripoff. Um, whereas with the the more expensive stuff, you go, well, I've never ever seen that on the shelf, so I don't know if that's overpriced or not. Do, do people? Do you think they know that it's you know between fifty and sixty bucks for a, a slab, less if it's on special, whereas they look at seventy eighty and go. Well, even if it's the same beer, why wouldn't I get the, you know, the, the more affordable version? Do you think that's part of the problem?
4: Yeah, I do. But I also, uh, with your analogy to do with wine, I don't think a lot of consumers understand what the mainstream wine brands are and what the, you know, like the the small winery brands are. I mean, if you're going to try and buy a small winery um, wine, it's not it's going to be at a price point that's a lot higher than a mainstream wine. I think, you know, it's easy to it's easy to see people sort of. Um, Buy mainstream wine and not really. It's got a nice name and branding on it, and it seems like it's got a, you know, come from a place that um, um, is a is a small winery, but actual fact it's come from a big production facility. So I think yeah. wine's got another. Wine's got the same issue we have. A lot of the time, we, we get. It's funny. We get lots of people commenting through our social on, oh, I love your beer, but I can't afford to buy it all that much compared to other beers. And I go, and we go back to them and say, okay, that's, that's great. But what are those other beers that you're comparing us to? And they come back and say, Furfy. And I'm going, well, you know, you know, Furfy's made at X amount of hectolitres a year compared to Ben Spoke's little Barley Griffin that's made at a few litres a year. And, and you sort of try and sell the story a little bit to them and that we're keeping these people in jobs and the beers, the money, you know, our our profits are staying in the community. And you, you get them over the line really quickly. It only takes a couple of exchanges, but obviously doing that, you know, 20 times a week. not going to make a big dent in in uh, in all those people around Australia that, that don't understand what, what mainstream, the difference between mainstream and craft beer is. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, 100%. Hey, Rich, uh, how are you celebrating this afternoon? Have things gone off?
4: Yeah, look, we've got 80 staff and We just dipped back over 80 staff after starting with uh, 96 on the, we had 96 staff on May 23, and uh, we then had to dip down to 63, and now we're back over 80 staff. So we've got 80 staff um, in our, basically 80 staff in our brew pub in Braddon and there's a few staff members that aren't um, with us today. And a big shout out to them for all their hard work that um, that they do. But we're just celebrating. Um, this is as much. This is for me. It's all about the people who buy our beer around Australia. It's all the people that go in a bottle shop and pick up a four-pack crankshaft. Um, but at the same time, it's also about all the hard work our staff do because without that. We, we, you know, it's a big team at events We just wouldn't be able to do what we've done today. We're, we're a small brewery, really. I mean, we're, we're not really that big um, in the scheme of things, but we've now just taken out a, a number one spot and knocked off a couple of really big brands that have got resources, unparalleled resources. Um, so we, we're, we're really proud at the moment. Hey, Rich,
0: if I'll pop in to Uncle Dan's tomorrow and pick up that four-pack of uh, Crankshaft, it's going to be the same price as it was
2: yesterday. Cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Rich, um. just, 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 well, just speaking on that, I on Monday when you go in and buy it, wouldn't it be great if you could have the number one hottest 100 beer in, in, in Australia? And I reckon I could fix you up with somebody that could put some shrink wrap <laughs> sleeves on in a very very quick order. What do you reckon, Brad? Bring it on! Bring it on <laughs> so we, we've got rallying labels uh, and stickers here uh, who are good sponsors of ours, and I reckon they might be able to do you a deal.
4: Well, that's fabulous because we've got to be—you know—we've got to be innovative like everyone does. Stand out so do we. the rest. <laughs> I mean, uh... You know, and, uh, you know, we, we should be uh, trying something like that. So happy to take an uh, introduction
2: there, Matt. I'll, I'll introduce you by email. He's given me a big thumbs up. Thank you. You've just paid the bills for us, mate. <laughs> 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 hey, Rich, congratulations. Sincere uh, congratulations to you and the whole team for, uh, for taking out number one. You've been sort of uh, uh, around the edges for such a long time, and it's been great to see you uh, get to the mountain. And maybe, uh, COVID permitting, we can broadcast from the, uh, from the Ben Spoke bar next year.
4: Oh, I'd love to have you down. That'd be fantastic. I think a big shout out to all those breweries around Australia, all 700 of us. I mean,
2: for me, this is, it's great
4: for Ben Spoke to um, have the top spots for sure, but I think it actually gives everyone a bit of belief that they can get to number one. I mean, uh, you know, a, a lot of the time people are saying, oh, no one can beat standing Wood, no one can beat Bolter. Um, I think this shows that you can um, and you don't have to be that big to do it. So I think that gives, hopefully, give a little bit of hope for everyone around Australia, or a lot of other breweries around Australia that um, can maybe uh, think about, um, you know, actually grabbing that number one spot.
2: Oh, mate, party with the team, enjoy, and congratulations.
4: Thanks very much, and thanks for you guys, um, once again, talking about beer. It's great that today is about talking about beer. It's great that um, we have a little countdown and a little competition, but at the end of the day, everyone's talking about beer, and we need a lot more opportunities to talk about beer. Thanks, team.
2: Good on you. Thanks, mate.
4: Well
0: Cheers, done, Rich.
1: Richard. Hey,
0: and well done. Matt, is now a you. good time to point out that this time last year when we were sitting in the boardroom at Hemingway's, an offer did come from Richard that <laughs> yeah. we would... Had, had COVID not come along, there's every chance that we were we could going have. to... Uh, well, and, and that was the thing. It came <laughs> could we just th- confirmed the rumours.
2: <laughs> and James <laughs> Davidson, I, I think James will... Uh, uh, con- who's in the chat room will confirm that uh, when he was up in Brisbane recently, I said that it was even before the voting had opened that uh, Ben spoke was where we would have gone but for COVID. So uh, next yep. year, um, if the borders are open and we have confidence that we can go somewhere and still get home uh, without the borders closing, uh, that will no doubt be where we, uh, where, we, where we host. I've got
0: another one for you, Matt. Love the salt from some people. The beer that you and your four mates love probably aren't going to make number one when it's the entire country voting. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Well, Karen we had a
0: classic. A uh, yeah. Can you remember what, what was a classic that you had, Karen? Uh, oh, uh, yeah,
9: I've got it here. I'll bring it up. That's amazing.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, while he's looking <laughs> for that, there are it. there are a lot. It should be limited to newly released beers for that year. It's become a snooze fest oh. around the order. Bolter, SNW, or Ben spoke will
9: place at the top three. Classic.
0: But, well, it's not the it's not the hottest one hundred songs.
9: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go, Karen. We had a uh, one guy in... a. Uh, Beer thread. Gab's Hottest 100. What a joke. Not a single oat milk lactose hop spice IPA. <laughs> Mind you, that has oh, got to be you, a potato
2: advocate oh. style comment. That's just oh, got to yeah. be sort of uh, gotta reeling be. them gotta
9: in. Be.
0: And look, that does sum up the, the, the thing that I really love is that uh, we never ever take ourselves too seriously. Like, we never get to that point where we literally disappear up our own ass. because we've got blokes like that who will always kind of, you know, just take the piss and just sort of remind everyone that, you know what, it's beer. Drink it responsibly, but don't take it too seriously.
2: Absolutely. Well, we might... uh, I'll just give the sign to our uh, producer we might get um, Ryan from uh, Yakima Chief. Um, Again, got to pay the bills, but also with awesome guys. And, uh, And Brad... You know, you, you obviously listen to the podcast, and you're you're a good supporter of the show. But uh, you know, and you love our seamless delivery oh, of seamless. <laughs> of, of your, did, did you hey, see Brad, the one Brad. I slipped Brad. into the Facebook comments today?
7: I've been working today, so no, I haven't. Okay,
2: no. Somebody, this <laughs> uh, is I wonder who the highest new entry is going to be. I went, well, they're going to receive 220. <laughs> and then one of our <laughs> listeners actually. Slid into the comments after me just of saying seamless. We've got them that well trained.
7: <laughs> no, love uh, the podcast. Love what uh, you do. The uh, conversations are great. So, uh, yeah. Well, happy. Ed,
2: actually, because you, before Ranling started servicing the industry, you, you discovered the podcast and it was a way that you learned yeah. more about the industry, oh, wasn't God, it? Oh,
7: got Yeah. yeah. I, um, I still don't know a lot. I've got so much to learn, but um, I just, I know I love beer and I love learning about it. So, um, yeah, it's great. I just, uh, I listen to, it. all I do now is listen to beer podcasts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not just yours,
7: I'll, I've got a few others I follow. Well oh, no, we, we listen to a lot of yeah. other ones as well. But uh, no, I love it. And um, always learning, so that keeps you young. I like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Pete's cracking or hawker's pale ale. Um, actually, Katie Pitati, who uh, has, has been listening, uh, just sent an uh, Instagram uh, message of her opening a uh, bespoke. Ooh, and uh, good to have on hand. just wanted to welcome another one of our, our, our great sponsors, uh, Ryan from Yakima Chief Hops. Ryan, welcome uh, all the way from Yakima. Are, are you in Yakima? I am in Yakima. Matt, how are you? <laughs> late at night. Late on a Friday night.
8: This is a good tradition. Listen to the Hots 100 uh, late on a Friday night. It's, it's wonderful.
2: Mate, any any observations from you know look, looking at the hottest one hundred uh, from your end?
8: You know, I've I've been listening in, Matt, and I I love all the chatter, people chatting in about different styles of beers, but it is a grand celebration of uh, an IPA taking number one, <laughs> yeah, um, a hoppy IPA, I must say. <laughs>
2: Because I think last year we talked about whether Pilsners, you know, if, if Pilsners come through that, um, as, as a hop grower, yeah, Pete's praying, um, but as, as, a, as a hop grower, you want IPAs. But as you said, you know, what you're seeing in the States is that for all of the, maybe the, the, the talk amongst people like us that Pilsners should be coming back in the market, consumers are still drinking big hoppy beers.
8: There's still a lot of uh, drive behind hoppy beers, and uh, there's, there's still a lot of uh, emerging pilsners that have that hop-forward uh, flavor to it. So, uh, I welcome all beers, and of course I'm always excited about a nice hoppy beer, but man, number one for Rich this, uh, this evening for me, their midday is, is huge, that's tremendous. Huge congratulations to Rich.
2: Yeah, so so you've been listening to to the podcast as we go. So you, you just heard his comments about what a great uh, celebration this is for beer generally.
8: It is. It's, uh, it's so, uh, you know, for the past several years listening in and seeing number one, number two, number three, the top five. Uh, I've just been wondering when Rich is going to take number one. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty neat. It's really, really exciting for him and his whole entire team. Like he said, they, they run their business really like a family. Uh, and that's, that resonates for sure um, with what we do here in Yakima Chief Hop, um as a family grower-owned company. But I've known Rich. Rich was one of the first people who gave me an introduction to uh, the Australian craft beer scene. And what an icon. So what a great celebration tonight uh, for Rich and, and uh, that beautiful beer. Uh, That that amazing beer that represents a fine balance between, you know, malt and most affectionately hop.
0: G'day, Ryan. Uh, It's Prof here, mate. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good, mate. And all the better for uh, hearing your dulcet tones yet again. Uh, It's a shame that we didn't get to catch up in person this year due to um, that whole COVID thing. But um, we were speaking to uh, David Cryer from Cry Malt just before. And he sort of mentioned that, you know, I guess what the the old Holy Trinity used to be the three C's, you know, the sort of Cascade, Centennial, Chinook or whatever it might have been. Now it it seems to be the sort of Simcoe Citra Mosaic. But he also mentioned Talus, And that was one, a beer that I had this week that was sent to me um, from uh, Akasha Brewing, which which was first of all, a single hop. And it absolutely really sang. And it really, I guess through into Sharp Focus, just how good a good malt base with just one hop um, used through, you know, the the various processes on the cool side and the hot side um, just created a beer that was, I just thought, this is just really refreshing. Do you think we're going to move sort of um, in the future towards single hop IPAs particularly? Yeah,
8: I think so. I think uh, there's so many amazing hop varietals out in the market right now. And uh, definitely a hop like Talus can stand on its own. Really powerful, dynamic, uh, complex hop flavor and aroma. Um, and these new hops that are coming out really have a lot to them. Uh, some people say they can stand on their own through a single hopping uh, type of beer. Other people say they're so powerful you gotta, you got to blend them in. Um, I haven't had that beer that you're describing, but I have had several Talus beers. Uh, over the last year, and I can tell you, it's uh, it's an exciting new hop. It's it's definitely turning up the flavor profiles, unlike we've seen uh, out of some of those classic tea hops that we've uh, all known and loved for decades. This point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. So, Ryan, how how are things in, in the US? So that, that's uh, we, we've talked about the hottest one hundred, but how are things going over there? Uh, you know, between COVID and you know all all of the, the the political upheaval, how are things going for you guys in Yakima? Um, is there going to be any impact on the the hop harvest this year?
8: Uh, I you know I don't think so. Um, it's been a long year. I think we're very we're all very much celebrating that uh, twenty twenty is behind us. Uh, COVID has been quite intense, and then of course our wild and pretty sad political scene uh here in the united states but uh we're moving past that and that's exciting and so we look forward to a a successful next 12 months and a year ahead Um, harvest will continue um we're getting ready to start planting and uh, we just had our hop convention kind of a nice anniversary every year we do hop convention then listen to the hottest 100 um (laughs) And there's a, there's a good feel there's a good feel throughout the industry right now a really uh, aware feel um, we continue to have more and more hop varieties to bring to market and growers are focused on making sure we got the uh, top quality hops throughout the world.
0: Hey Ryan, um, Matt and I had uh, had harbored. Um, Thoughts of of hopefully getting uh, back this year for the uh, for the harvest. We were were over in the Pacific Northwest last year for the hop selection. We were hoping to get over earlier, and obviously, you know, uh, things kind of fell in a hole there and went a little bit pear shaped. Did you guys have any problem um, in terms of? uh, labour movement as a result of COVID and, and, and did that affect uh, the hop harvest or were you able to uh, to get everything I guess pretty much, because our listeners would be keen to, to hear, we're, we're, we're hearing problems here at the moment with you know, our fruit harvest uh, for example at the moment is, um, is is ready to be picked but we don't have, um, due to COVID, we don't have the um, you know, the islander um, labour force we don't have the, the backpackers from Europe um, coming over to, to help out with the harvest, has, has that been any effect uh, negative effect for you guys over there
8: it it, it has affected us um we were able to get you know all the uh harvest crews that we needed most of them uh here travel up from mexico uh and and we were we were able to do that last year now we're rolling to spring and there's some discussions on that on How people can cross borders and what kind of tests need to be uh, seen and we haven't quite got into you know immunizations yet but uh, that's definitely on the horizon Um, so at this point we've got things handled it is different though you know there's a lot of new regulations there's a lot of uh, pretty intense things that need to happen uh, in order to have your farm crews together um, traveling transportation all those things so it just puts a whole nother level of uh, requirements in place. Uh, but I can say I'm really proud of the hop industry uh, as it's still really small and our growers take care of their people truly like family. And so that's inspiring. I I don't know that always happens throughout all of agriculture, uh, but the familial level that it does in the hop industry. And so that's something that we're really proud of. And I think, really contributes well and uh resonates well with with craft beer it it, it feels like family it is family and that's uh something that we're really proud of
0: yeah and look ryan i'm probably not telling you anything you you don't know but cryo malt has been supplying australian brewers with the world's best malt yeast and hops over 25 years they work directly with their supply partner yakima chief hops you've probably heard of them to put premium pacific northwest hops in the hands of aussie brewers helping them to take their beers to the next level
2: and for that, we thank you. <laughs> and, Ryan, thank, thank you so much for all the support you give uh, to, to the show. didn't sound like an ad, did it? <laughs> <laughs> to, to make it possible for us to do this year every year. So uh, it, it's always a pleasure to chat. It'll be even nicer to have a beer. And hopefully uh, the, uh, the, the the COVID situation will allow us to have a beer with you uh, again very, very soon. But thank you for staying up so late um, to, to join us to talk about the Hottest 100. Hey, thanks for doing this.
8: It's uh, always good to hear from you and I. I definitely look forward to catching up uh, and sharing a beer somewhere in the world. Uh, but for now, this, uh, this virtual call is, <laughs> is good. It keeps me connected. I look forward to catching up with you
2: soon. I, I should ask, what beer have you got in your glass at the moment? I'm presuming you've got I've one at it's sort of uh, in the morning.
8: <laughs> yeah, so it's 10.30 at night. So I just finished a uh, Bodhi Zaha from uh, Georgetown Brewing here in Seattle. It's uh, it's an award winner, previous award winner, GABF gold medal winner in the IPA category.
2: Uh, Beautiful beer. Beautiful beer. You'll have to buy us one when we get over there.
8: I will uh, buy you several (laughs) if you you have the thirst required for several of the beautiful IPA Bodhisattva.
2: Beautiful, Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Cheers, Ryan. Yeah, and that was Cheers. Ryan Hopkins from Yakima and Chief Hops. Lovely guy, uh, mate, really, uh, really good guy. Matt, we often say in
0: a in a world full of of, of this industry that's full of really good blokes really really good blokes stand out and Ryan's just one of those guys it's just, it's, it's, it's just he's all about the people he's so personable and he's just the perfect face of, of Yakima Chief hops. and we won't do any more ads with, with, <laughs> yeah, or, no, I'll we, we've ticked them all off now but, but as I say, but I say, you say know, and seriously and from the heart
2: I, and, and I say that uh, bearing in mind that we've got uh, Bradlow from uh, Rallings we've had Yakima Chief we've had Malt. It's. it's, it's we make what's fun. Number, what's, <laughs> it, what's that number, Matt? What's number for <laughs> Rowling's label stickers and packaging again? We, we, we make fun of making of having to Ask be Brad. commercial because I they're. Because they're, they're people that we actually like. You know, it, it, it's it's commercial, but we only work with the, the the people who we can do that hand on heart for. So. Um, yeah, no, and, and, and Ryan's one of those yeah, and, guys. And look, I know
0: our, our listeners appreciate that um, we uh, literally would not be able to do this if it weren't for you know our, our, our partners um, who do stump up a bit of their, their hard-earned. And look, I, hand on heart, I think they get pretty good value. Oh, mean,
3: look, guaranteed. And, and,
0: and, <laughs> I'm sure Brad will attest. Our Rallying's ads are as seamless as the uh, shrink wrap labels that uh, that they provide to the industry.
2: Okay, now we've we, we're just By trying calling. to make a call oh, to um, we, we've actually got Mike Bray um, who is the new owner of the Gabs Gabs, the Gabs are, or sorry, part owner. Um, and Mike Mike Bray, congratulations on another huge day in craft beer.
10: Hey uh, Matt, thank you. It was a uh... A fantastic day. I mean, so good to, uh, to have record votes and incredible participation. And just have a look at the parties happening all around the country. I mean, the fact that everybody's talking craft here today is just phenomenal. You know.
2: it, it, it absolutely is. And I've, I, 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 I believe you've been listening as you've uh, been running the countdown from Countdown Central.
10: I, I have been. I have been.
2: I, I've been getting texts from mates who just happen to be in venues um, where you know they've got a chalkboard out the front. You know they would have not known a thing about today before they saw a chalkboard in the venue that they're in, and so it really is taking excitement and interest in craft beer outside of the uh, the, the, the limited bubble.
10: You know, mate, we can see it on the number of venues that have actually uh, hosted official gas parties and the increase on those and the amount of just uh, just pubs. Just standard hotel pubs that have got that have got involved, you know, that are, are broadening the scope of, of the industry, and um, it, it's been it's been amazing. I mean, it's been it's been just records all round. Record votes this year, phenomenal. I mean, nineteen hundred and fifty beers received votes in this year's uh, campaign. I mean, that's that's just you know, so some, somebody's taken the time to go and vote for their favourite beer, and you know, the votes have been spread across. Um, one thousand nine hundred and fifty-one to be exact. Yeah, so it just shows, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're winning it or if you if you're just in it. I mean, you've got to be in it to be part of the conversation. And you know, somebody's taking their time to go, well, that's my that's my favourite beer And uh, you know, and, and giving it a bite. So you know, it puts crossed puts craft top of mind, which is which is the whole the whole emphasis on games on this one hundred.
2: Um, mate, so. You've given us the number of beers been voted for. How much has the uh, voting gone up by?
10: So the voting, the voting's gone to just under forty thousand. Um, so roughly about ten percent that we, we've gone up. So nearly two hundred thousand votes were cast. the that is obviously around around the country. I mean, with, you know, I was, I was listening to Peter a little bit earlier, and you go, well, one hundred and fifty people voted in the first abs the one hundred. You know, the fact that we now. At uh, just just on forty thousand or just under forty thousand bottles is, is, is a phenomenal growth, and I mean it's obviously exponential as the industry's grown. But it's the same as the conversation that a little you know, that was happening a bit earlier on your show about, you know, craft now making craft breweries now making lagers as an entryway. I, I think we you know what the Gage is one hundred does it just heightens awareness uh, for beer drinkers in general um, and, and draws them towards you know the awareness of craft. I mean, which is phenomenal.
0: Hey, Mike, uh, Prof here. G'day, mate. How are
10: you? Yeah, getting yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, the, the growth, um, the, I guess one of the, the concerns that comes in with, with growth, and we've pointed out on the, the podcast that the growth has been organic. There's been nothing sort of, um, I, I guess, you know, outside influence, but it, it's been allowed to grow as it is. Has there been any concern, I guess, that... Um, uh, with the not the integrity of the of the thing, but of, of the poll, but is there a, a feeling? I guess that we need to maybe tighten things up a, a little bit moving forward, just to um, not to not to influence, you know, uh, the way that it's run, but but to have that semblance or that that perception of um, you know uh, of a bit more control. Well, I don't, I don't you
10: know I don't know where you know. Um, or how broad that that view of, uh, of needing to tighten it up is. So I think one thing from an integrity point of view is, you know, the rigorous audit- auditing process, that, you know, that we go through in the back end, it's very, very easy, you know, the the, the auditing process filters out anybody trying to game the system. We've got, uh, you know, nearly 40,000 gaps placed on the ground now. So anybody trying to back the one golden rule of offering incentives for beers, I uh, gets called out very quickly. You know, I gets called out. It's called out straight away, um, and then you know people take it at different levels. But as with anything, just you know the way they they market their brewery or or, or the hottest one hundred, you know it, it does happen at different levels. And then obviously distribution comes into it, so it it, it, it makes sense that a beer that's got a broader distribution. Is going to attract more votes than a beer that's brewed really in a brew pub um, and that's got a local, you know, very, very localized distribution. But the great thing is, it doesn't matter which end of the scale you're on, as long as people are talking craft and voting for craft and choosing. Well, you know, one of their favourites might be a broadly distributed beer, and another one might be one done, you know, done in a local. So, yeah, you know, from from that perspective, I think it's I think it's healthy. I think it's um, it's really healthy for for the industry as. As such, um, you know it's having a slow. I mean, Gabs uh, put out a whole lot of billboards for the first time this year with one simple message: love craft beer. folk vote for your favourite five. Now, you know that's yeah, that's a big step from where where the poll started and where the poll you know is, is going. But effectively, we're trying to broaden the awareness of the general public uh, that that do uh, um, drink craft beer and without the brewery, breweries doing. An organic, uh, you know, drive to their fan base. Um, yeah, you know, that's, that's what, that's what get conversations going. I think, as Matt just mentioned now, you know, he's getting pinged by people going into random, you know, random pubs and being exposed to blackboards being up with the hottest 100 on them. That wouldn't have happened, uh, if this wasn't one of the biggest days of, of craft yeah, in Australia.
2: Mate, talk. One of the questions I've had uh, sent through to me is: How does the point system work? Is it still if you get a one vote, um, you get five points, and then number five is worth one point? Is is, is that scaling? Mate, mate,
10: we aren't going to we aren't going too much you know too much detail on exactly how that works because um, you know it, it's it's obviously uh, part of our auditing process. But the, the short answer is yes, there's a scaling process uh, that that happens in place. Um and there's the a rigorous auditing process that that filters filters out the you know, any any shenanigans in voting, let's put it that way.
2: And uh the, the other one was uh like we we've spoken to a couple of people today and that there has been a huge increase in um marketing and you know, y you, you've touched on that a little bit and some people love it because it's taking it it outside. Do you think that we can see as more and more brands realize the importance, um, you know, in terms of creating market demand for their beers, that there is a potential for an arms race to, to, to come in, and some of the smaller ones that add vibrancy and interest, uh, you know, may drop out and just sort of not want to be involved.
10: No, you know, I think, you know, I think to take that view would be of not being part of the conversation yeah it, it, i think you'd be better be part of a conversation than not part of a conversation Let's look at this year's list i mean look at look at the, the data that's there we've got thirty six new entrants that's more than a third of the list on new entrants onto on to hottest one hundred i mean you've got fifteen brand new beers that were only brewed in uh in twenty twenty jumping onto the list um you've got some breweries that moved up nine hundred spots you know in in the in the uh, hottest one hundred from last year so I, I you know i think it's um uh, it, it really just celebrate, you know, whether, whether, as I said earlier, you know, whether you're a, a small brew pub or a large, you know, national uh, distribution uh, uh, pub. Um, I think the fact that you're part of the conversation and, you know, we, we get a huge amount of inbound uh, requests to, to give you an example. So people feel almost offended if they can't vote for the, the beer that they want to vote for. So, I mean, this year we feel it in our, in our, um, a request box over a thousand inquiries. Now, the majority of the breweries that we go to off the back of that, because we ask the fans to go back to the breweries and said, people need to remember that GAF doesn't don't nominate the beers; the breweries nominate the beers. So we go back to breweries and go, right, you know, we've had we've had an inquiry request. Please could you nominate these beers? And in you know ninety percent of of the instances, the breweries are only too happy to put it on because it's somebody's favourite beer.
2: Fair enough. Mate, is there anything else that uh, listeners should know? Because I'm just uh, suddenly realised at the time we are starting to uh, yeah. uh, r- run out of tape.
10: Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think, so, 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 uh, you know, I, I, I think I think the big takeouts are you know 36 new beers on the list, um, yep. and you've got people that have that you know you've got 15 new beers that have you know debuted on that list. You've got uh, breweries, you know, if you look at the in the top 20. Number eleven to number twenty, only two breweries maintain their place in those, you know, in that um, in that sector, um, and we've got um, a couple of new beers in, in the in the top ten. So I think there's certainly uh, a lot of enthusiasm. Fantastic to see Victoria coming back from nineteen beers to you know to twenty five percent of the list. So it's really good to see them doing well. I mean, they took votes off New South Wales, Queensland, and South Australia, um, and you know it's it's uh, sick. As you and I spoke uh, recently uh, on the summer term, there's certainly a, a wave of growth in, uh, in the craft world in, in Queensland. And I think, you, you know, you're seeing that come through. It's relevant to where the cycle is at the moment.
2: Absolutely. Hey, um, one of the questions that we also had a little bit earlier, is there going to be a, like a, a top 12 mixed um, half carton or anything like that in, 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 yeah, in the next few so- works?
10: Yeah, Dan, Dan Murphy's will drop a uh, a 24-pack. Uh, they'll drop their case on Monday. So um, we'll be pushing that out to market with them uh, uh, on Monday, um, and it's got 24 of the, of the Hottest 100 beers in it.
0: Excellent. Awesome. And, Mike, personally, I've got to say, that yeah. for me is as pleasing as any other aspect of the Hottest 100 because, you know, you, you go back to uh, you know, the original Hottest 100 – Back then, you couldn't go into Dan Murphy's and find a craft beer. Their, their idea of craft was, you know, uh, imported premium or, or, you know, anything with a kind of a, a gold label on it. Um, now we're seeing individual uh, Dan Murphy stores in different regions stocking, you know, the, the, the beer from that local brewery. And and for that, I think, you know, Gab's has a lot to be very proud of.
10: Yeah. Thanks prop. Really appreciate that. And you know what? I you know, I think we've all got one common goal and it's, you know, for the love of prop here. And uh as I say, the more the more we can keep that conversation happening, uh, in pubs and some of it's gonna be polarizing conversations, some not, but it's healthy, you know, at least, at least we're talking there, and the more the more demand we can create, yeah, you know, the fact that we've got the volume voting in, in, in the fold hey, encourages the encourages the retailers to take some stuff in. So, um, Really appreciate it and and great podcast, guys.
2: Thank you. And and, and what I hear you saying is um, beer is a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, <laughs> a little plug for yourself. Right we, we should we should trademark that. We should. Hey, Mike, mate. That was one
10: hundred of the conversation. All of the
2: conversation aside, uh, mate. Thank you for letting us be a small part of it. You know, it, it, it's it's a highlight of our year every year, and it's you know it, it's very very exciting to you know, I, I, I do get a little bit of uh, you know pride in being the official podcast of uh, such an amazing event. So right. thank you very much.
10: Really appreciate it, and thank you for everything you guys do as well. And uh, yeah, let's uh, look forward to next year.
2: Terrific. Well, uh, mate, hopefully yes. you get to go have a beer and recover, and uh, uh, until you the next thing.
10: My <laughs> yeah. next thing is uh, <laughs> Monday. Monday, the uh, the, the uh, kiwi, uh, how one hundred closes? So there's a lot of voting happening, uh, aggressively, and that uh, while, while we're speaking at the moment. So, um, right, uh, and then next Saturday we've got the results of the uh, of the kiwi poll.
2: Terrific. Well, actually, we well, might even have a, a... If you need a podcast partner, Matt and I can do a <laughs> <podcast> <laughs> can it. <laughs> Good on you, Mike. Thanks, mate. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Have yeah, a good break. one.
10: Cheers, bye-bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Okay, last five minutes. Claire. We're winding are, up. I've got, a, oh. I've got a couple of crackers, Matt. Okay. Oh, go on. Now, now, which, which beer, was, which
0: beer does, was this comment made about? This is as mainstream as 4X and
2: VB. I don't get how it's <laughs> even in here.
9: Oh, I, it could be
2: anything. That's got to be um, uh, stone and wood. It's spot on. Is yeah. it? But like y- really y- it. you're talking about, uh, what is it? So, uh, assuming 15 million litres, 60%, you, you might be looking at 10 million litres. That is a drop of BB. Um, <laughs> well, remembering yeah. remembering that
0: all of craft beer is still not even half of Furfy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That really so, puts it into go. perspective yeah. for you, it, doesn't exactly.
0: it? it exactly. And, and I finally, I've, I know we've only got a couple of minutes to go, but I'm glad I finally completed my full card. <laughs> uh, seems if it's not sold at Uncle Dan's, it's no chance. Some average beer's in the top
2: 100. <laughs> I'm glad we got wow. the, uh, the Uncle Dan's uh, stab in there. Yeah, like that. Mate, Probably, I'll, yeah. I'll say, when, when you when you cast your eyes over it, when you look at the surprises that are in the top half, particularly, when you look at some of the ones that you thought might have done better for a whole range of reasons, and you know like I, I look at young henry 's, as we said, mm. there are so many reasons you could argue that you know um, Newtowner could be higher, but it, it 's not so you know look a, a, as mike said it 's great to talk about I think James uh, Davidson said in the in the chat room. The thing about it is that it gets people talking about beer and it's the discussion and those sorts of things. For brewers, it has very real-world consequences in terms of getting picked up and bought and things like that. But for us, it's just a, a great day to be talking about beer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some people talk about it more eloquently than others. There's a couple here I can't <laughs> open
0: <up>. like,
3: even... <laughs> even allowing rude? for
0: the the pissed-ness, I still can't, I can't decipher it. But there's one... It's clear some people vote based on what they always have.
3: <laughs> right. Okay. Is that rather fast than thinking somehow? about
0: rather <laughs> than thinking about what new beers they have had that were good, so so, so they say? vote for the beers that they like. Exactly. It's, <laughs> also, it's also clear that beers that are very readily available mostly in Uncle Dan's tend to win the popularity contest oh, it's got look. nothing to do with <laughs> Dan <laughs> Murphy's
2: has got nothing like yeah, it,
1: especially nowadays when Dan Murphy's is actually getting a much bigger range in, there's so much yeah. nuance in yeah. you know, so
2: much that we talk about but Dan Murphy's has absolutely not like, the, the, the partnership with Dan Murphy's has absolutely nothing to do with the, the, the end results um, you know I mean that's a, a brewing on conspiracy there right, right there
0: and I did say that one smart-ass who's good at Photoshop has, has produced a, uh, a hashtag samest 100.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I
1: don't write like anything about that.
0: Okay. Anyway,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do we this reckon? Is, Any takeaway? Any standouts for you, Claire?
1: Um, again... There's a couple that dropped out of the top ten that I was really surprised about. The Kaiju one. Mm. That was a bit of a surprise, actually, because I see that all the time. Like no the no advertising no. for just it. just dropped it's out there, every didn't it? I know, but I still feel like the amount I see it, it should be at least maintaining its and spot. It,
2: and it's got a lot of... and it, Look, they're a brand that's got a lot of vibe. Mm. They've increased their dis- di- distribution. Yep, um, they're getting bigger. They're, they're literally putting bigger, money
1: into expanding.
2: All, all of those things. And they've do, got a do great... You think-
0: the Ballistics uh, Hawaiian Haze, which which is... Uh, look, I'm not going to say that it's the original Pacific Ale. It, it's it's uh, Four Pines trying to do a stone and wood, but it, it is very similar to Kaiju, which was that original tropical mm-hmm. Australian-style mm-hmm. pale ale. Yeah. Do you think now there are too many clones and too many other... that they, They've created a monster.
2: Well, can you say too many clones? <laughs>
0: because... Um, well, that tropical-style pale, I think, is still pretty popular, isn't it? Because it's it's, it's drinkable. You can have two or three... Yeah, yeah.
2: It's approachable. Yeah, and it
0: lacks that bitterness that that, that perhaps puts some people off.
2: Uh, oh, but, but that's that's what makes them so popular. Mm. Um, but I I would be very surprised if so. Dropping only
0: one spot for me is is no shame in that at all. Yeah. I think that' Hey really guys,
2: well, I, I just saw it's rolled over to five o'clock. I mean, we, we can keep chatting, but I'm just no, very it's not conscious. six o'clock. Yeah. Uh, or six o'clock L. L. It, it, it's the it's it's a scheduled close. So. Um, Pete, I know that you've got a formal uh, outro, sort of thanking people, but I would like to thank once again our uh, producer John uh, Guana, um, who has made this an Thanks awesome John. day. Just made everything, <laughs> except for that little bit at the start, um, that <laughs> wasn't his fault. <laughs> he it all up. We're um, going to blame
1: you for that. It works
3: so well <laughs> <in rehearsals, laughs>
2: this is why we get a producer in, and this listen is what back he does. to it, guys. Listen back to it because it was an absolute bloody cracker. Well, well, we'll stitch something together. But John, thank you very much, yeah. and uh, listen. Yeah, thank uh, you, John. Uh, thank you to the. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what the final numbers were, but it's been the most listened to podcast, judging by the number of people that have uh, um, been listening. at you know, the, the maximum number that we saw, it's also mm-hmm. been um, the most uh, discussion going yeah, on. I um,
1: loved it. Everyone was going all the time. Well done, guys. So thank You're you to everyone that's listened. Um,
2: and <laughs> thank you and to everyone who's uh, and contributed. And polite and thoughtful. Yes.
1: Oh, and James Davidson, almost 300 in the chat room, Matt.
2: Well, Ooh. no, but see, that's the. That, that, I, I look at that number, and I think no, we've he's, got. Over he's 300 counting one his comments. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, some of those stay for an hour and then go. Yeah, and yeah. so, with that three hundred, um, we would be much more. Um, so, yeah. Excellent. But we we don't count. So oh no matter. no well, we, no But it, 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 it's yeah. No, it, it, it's just really nice to know that it's not a black room that yeah. we. Um, but, but
0: thank you very much to Easy Times Brewing Co. Up there in Brisbane for absolutely hosting yeah, for the food and the guys. drink and everything. Thank you to Mrs. Pilsner for hosting me down here, <laughs> and uh, thank you, having to Pilsner. come back from a, a weekend down at the island, and uh, having to now creep around the house and not make any noise. And she, she's just absolutely, to fizzing at the bung to be able to pop a bottle of prosecco and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've and and been restricting her from doing that, so thank you to her. Uh, thank you to uh, to Cry and to Yakima Chief Hops, to Barrett Burston Malting, and to uh, Rowling's Label Sticker and Packaging. I Even mean, though they didn't actually pay for this, people we gone, all, no, no, they did. They supported one in. For them, uh, and thank you very much uh, to all of you for listening. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this uh, Gabs Hottest One Hundred Countdown live of the Australian, the best Australian craft beers of 2020. Uh, we'll be back to do it all again next year, and we'll be back, we'll be back next week, Matt. To um, well, well to, uh, yeah, back into the uh, the Bruise News week. When, hey, there we, go. there we go. Cue the epic music. Stunning. <laughs> this has been a production of Radio Bruise News. Proudly sponsored by Trashers. Trashers make some of the best equipment that you can listen to music on. You can't beat Trashers. If you do, it will break. Most of it breaks anyway. <laughs> Matt is home by 9 o'clock each night and dressed by his mother. <laughs> so I'm just riffing now, I'm just making shit up. Massen Hajar could not be part of this podcast because he couldn't be asked. But he does make a good beer. Oh, and we're out.